Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number, and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. I don't know why, but the show intro for Sunday is playing for me right now. Oh, that's weird. You're in... I... I'm not even in that video share, so... Weird. I guess I don't yeah. need to be in it, do I? No, that one, we're not even using that right now. Oh, look at that. I assure you, it was the correct show intro. Don't worry. <laughs> Big, important things to worry about mm. in the duct tape production, of course. Anyway, uh, if you are new to the show and you'd like to participate, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show in the video description. Hop in the Discord server... Put your name in the roll call. We go on a first-come, first-serve basis. Hang out in the waiting room, one of the waiting rooms, the speaking one or the quiet one while you wait. Try to keep your calls to a two or three minutes limit as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And uh, we'll get through as many as we can. We'll take breaks every half hour to check in with uh, uh, Super Chat on YouTube or Streamlabs or DLive. And uh, we will answer questions in the last half hour of the show if you, can't part- if you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live. Send us an email. It's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we will get to it each and every week at the end of the show. Anything else before we hop into calls? No? No. All right. Uh, Fack off Google is up first. But Mr. Fack off, I do not see you in, the, uh, in one of the waiting rooms. So circle back if you can. Uh, El Vaquero is up after that. Let's talk to El Vaquero. I'm not even in the, the live room, and neither are you. Oh, whoops. <laughs> El Vaquero, what's hmm. up, man? Not much. Uh, I actually have a lighter topic to talk about tonight from compared to what you've been used to, and that's witch burning. Okay. So do you remember, I don't know, six or 12 months ago on the Australian talk show where they had all those like nut job feminists talking about how many men do they have to kill, but not the state because they're against the death, death penalty to end rape <laughs> I, culture? I do not, uh, but that sounds pretty funny. Okay, it, so it, it has this panel of, I think, three or four women and one it. I'm not really sure what it was. But they're talking about killing all these men, but um, it, it's just absolute insanity. And then when you look at them, one of them is a spinster Egyptian bitch that's got red hair. This sounds Another familiar. Yeah. Another one is a spinster woman with like the wild frizzy hair that looks like a fucking witch. I mean, she looked like a witch. This hmm. Egyptian woman you speak of, did we spot her in the wild later? Yes, yes, you did. I remember. Yes. So keeping that aside or keeping that in mind, um, Edward Dutton went through all of the statistics back from when they were burning witches in England the demographics and a huge chunk of them were old spinster women that didn't have any kids. So yeah. I'm starting to see the wisdom in burning witches here. <laughs> Just a bunch of women who went crazy. Basically. Is that yeah. the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Fatal blondes disease. So yeah. blonde, blonde I don't think we can call it that anymore. 
I guess That's it's still the same thing. Yeah, it's the disease yeah. that you diagnose, not the disease from which you suffer. That's right. I, Blonde, I think you dodged a bullet. I did. I did dodge a bullet. If I ended up not having kids, it was. You, d- you a... dodged a stake and uh, a torch. Yeah. That's what you dodged. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, not, <laughs> not a way I'd want to go, but it's like, yeah. I just watching that, it like clicked. It's like, oh, this is probably why they burned these women back in those days. <laughs> yeah, I guess I hadn't thought of that. Uh, correlation but Mm -hmm. seems like i mean when i do think of witch being i don't know though i guess a lot of those like salem era witches i think of younger women but that's all just like movie stuff i have no idea who they actually were in real life yeah it'd be interesting to go back and dig up the stats of who was burned in salem um i don't know if those records are still available but yeah and back in that day 30 is like grandma age anyway you know oh yeah yeah but i mean there were a lot of them were over 50 even back in the 1600s in england Mm. it's like oh and they probably looked like which now i know where the image comes from <laughs> <laughs> all right man last word if you right. want it um yeah actually i don't have anything so have a nice one. <laughs> all right well stay sane yeah. good I luck will. down there i'm hearing double of you what why you muted don't in know. discord i don't know why this is happening uh i don't know sounds <laughs> like you got all kinds of weird technical issues you sure i'm muted in discord yeah i'm gonna join discord again Okay. Uh, otherwise, we can have. It might be from the hangout. We can have you quit the hangout and come back. But uh, we'll try one more call before we do some on-air technical work. Uh, Fack off. Google's back. So, uh, Mister Fack off, go for it. Oh, there we go. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Hey. Let me put you guys on mute here. Sure. How's it going? Eh. Oh, you know, things are looking better uh, coronavirus wise. So I'm starting to feel kind of optimistic that uh, we're going to be out of this BS sometime soon. Absolutely. I need to get back. to Well, I'm already working, but I hate working from home. Hmm. Um, Prefer to work in a a, um, collective environment. Anyway, sure. uh, uh, The the questions here. Uh, And by the way, Blonde. Um, I gotta stop looking at you on the screen because you're throwing me off. Um, <laughs> I always keep getting nervous every time. Oh, I forgot you are I her great admirer. You. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was about to flirt with Blonde so she can remember. But yeah. oh, I remember. <laughs> I take compliments well, I and know, hide them know. away so that I can remember as uh, I get fatter every week. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. The Blonde keeps talking about how how unattractive she looks right now because on Sunday she was literally irresistible. Like I was like, oh my God, look at her today. I don't know if my screen is wow. making like her lips. Go on. What's yeah, going on? But that, that's not what I'm caller. here. I got, I got questions. Okay. All right. I, I got, actually, I actually got two, so I'm going to try to squeeze one in when Mac goes in and says, um, oh, last word or whatever. You, all right. Uh, you're going to have to hurry up if you got oh, two. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, first question. So I was going, I was going uh, around and looking at you guys' as, uh, previous videos and then i noticed that blonde mentioned that you guys have only uh, seen each other once before which is mm-hmm. freaking crazy yeah um question for blonde basically what was matt's um reaction first time seeing you did he go for the awkward hog or or i don't even say, remember hey, hey, i was with my brother so it well the first the actual moment that we met in person was at the detroit airport because remember, we had to drive from Detroit to Cleveland. I don't know. I mean, we've spent so much time talking online that it was just kind of like, what's up? I'd, I'd be uh, surprised if we hugged because I'm not a hugger. 
Yeah, but maybe we did. Maybe. I don't really remember. I don't remember. Why am I not yeah. surprised Matt is not a hugger? Yeah, I mean, I'll do it if I have to, but, uh, you know, nobody's going to praise me for my uh, hugging skill. You hugged my brother, probably. Fact. Well, he earned it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What, what, was that the same day you guys went and did the whole rally thing? or I think it was the... the next day. Yeah, we were in Cleveland for like two or three days out yeah. in this public square talking to people. And we had to settle into our Airbnb that had no air conditioning. Yeah, it was a little rough. It was, but you know, all things considered, for trying to get a place to stay in Cleveland at that time, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, look at you now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at us now. <laughs> What's the other question okay. before we give you the boot? Yeah, I thought you guys were gonna say last word. Okay, so uh, the other question is obviously, blonde. It's pretty disappointing that you're taken you're pregnant i didn't even get a chance to meet you or, or try my moves on you or whatever um but <laughs> great moves <laughs> so smooth this is horrible uh, but but um um unfortunately you're and also you're a little bit over my league so it's unfortunate but um but i think i am totally under your sister's league do you have a sister that is it looks like ninety percent like you. <laughs> My sister and I look nothing alike, but she's she's really pretty. Um, but she's married and has kids, so sorry. How's that relationship going? Any fights? Nope, smooth sailing as far as the eye can see. Sorry, buddy. Jesus. All right. Sorry. Well, that's it. Bye, Vaughn. Bye. Love Thanks you. I still love you. Have a good night. Still... Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh. Geez. All right. Orwell's ghost is up next. Or well, you're good to go. Hey guys, how you doing? Living the oh, dream. You know. Yeah, I can tell, Juan. You get flattery will get you everywhere, I guess, won't it's it? It's true. Yeah, infinite time. <laughs> now, if someone calls into <laughs> well, Flatter Blonde and talk circumcision, specifically anti- twenty minutes, yeah. But if yeah. you want to talk about mm-hmm. guns or video games, you have ten seconds. All right. So. Oh, I don't have that to talk about. I got in an argument, uh, yeah, well, whatever, a Facebook argument with some gal today who was saying, you know, because I was I was super happy. Found out, you know, Trump wants to defund uh, the World Health Organization, and she gets yeah. on a rant about, you know, you know, we don't need to be divisive. We need to be looking forward. You know, this is a good, a good organization under the right circumstances. Like, bitch, what are you talking about? They had one job. Right they had one, one job. job. Yeah. Yeah. And and everybody's basically been calling it out that this dude Tatrus and you know Ad Hanom or whatever his name is, uh, the Ethiopian guy is basically a puppet. He's not even China. a doctor. China is hmm. no, he's not a doctor. There are seventeen UN specialized organizations and agencies. The U.S. heads up two. China heads up four. Now you explain that to me. You explain why like why we contribute 20 percent of the funding but have the exact same vote as china I, you know and, and all i have to say is people get fucked like no they, yeah. i mean they're massive human rights violators they're awful um they just lobbied to get this guy uh into the world health organization and i don't know i'm sure our audience is familiar with him trying to cover up the the cholera epidemic but he logs all of these deaths as severe diarrhea all these cholera deaths. Well, it was really bad. What he like? <clears throat> very scandalous. Very unethical. Um, you know, this is what we get. I mean, I wish we could trust these these world agencies, but we clearly can't. I mean, they're all sucking oh, China's tiny not. queen. 
Absolutely not. Like what? Okay. So, so, and my question for anybody, anybody out there and you know, like all the, all the hyper conservatives get really on about this when I, when I bring it up, what has, what has the UN done aside from create the state of Israel, which they've been spending the past 75 years trying to undo? What has the UN done ever? They, you know, they, they looked away through dozens of genocides uh, they've turned their they've turned their heads on huge epidemics. Uh, they have literally done nothing. They exist to do nothing. They are the younger, retarded brother of the League of Nations. I can't let you besmirch our greatest ally on this show, though. Oh, I mean, I don't really care about Israel one way or another. Like it's you know, it's I take kind of the Margaret Thatcher approach. You know, there are no allies, there are no enemies, there are only nations and their interests. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Well, no, of course it's not. I mean, but that's 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 the world we live in. But I'm just sick. I'm sick and tired of these people fucking shilling for China or like, you know, all the apologia that's going on. You know, and I really loved it when Trump took that one reporter to task who was later found out to work for, you know, basically a shell press company for the Communist Party. Was he the one that he was like, you're terrible. You're terrible. Oh, no, he just oh, no, looked there. The he's China, like, he, it was the Asian yeah, reporter, like, right? Work yeah. For? He's, yeah, he's like, who do you yeah. work for? Who do you work for? And she's like, you know, whatever company. He's like, who's that owned by? She's like, we're a private company. And Trump's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, good yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah I, no, mean, I mean, I, I it, fund all of them. I don't care. Get rid of all of them. I'm happy that Trump has been talking about this because they are in bed with China. Um, do you have any final thoughts? That was a Last word, Orwell? Uh, you know, I, I, I would just like anybody who's listening to this, read the hundred year marathon. It's cheap. It's like you can get for 10 bucks on. I mean, this guy was this guy was a foreign policy expert. He was an, he was a source for the CIA and the FBI because he did so many trips to China every year. This guy knows what he's t- talking about. Read the read the like the hundred year marathon and get fucking woke. All right. Get well, well you, guys. Good yeah. luck in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Gay Dad's Bear. What's up next? Gay Dad's Bear, you're good to go. <clears throat> Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, just, uh, um, I'm not a big consumer of traditional media like TV shows, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Usually it's all YouTube. But it seems like all of YouTube is coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, and it's all of I'm anything to do these days. Else. Yeah. Hey, well, Cletus McFarlane just put on a NASCAR race with nobody in the stands. That was pretty good. <laughs> really? What, what state was that in? Where, where was that Florida. allowed? That was allowed Florida. because it's it still on, properly socially distanced? It was on Thursday. They, they locked down on Friday. Oh, well, it's good timing. <clears throat> uh, but I'm just wondering what you what you guys do for entertainment at this Mm. time to avoid this topic. Well, for better or worse, I've been sucked back into more video games in terms of like my recreational time, Um, which is a real shame. I mean, I have been going outside and just, you know, just doing general, you know, just go for a walk or go for a jog or whatever. Try to be outside in the sun because the sun's coming out and then, you know, you want to absorb, you want to get some of that vitamin D, but, uh, but, um, but, but yeah, so like, you know, my my normal routine has been interrupted. So when it's pure entertainment time, we have been watching a decent amount of um, of shows, and then there's been video games too. Like I watched Tiger King, uh, obviously, and then lately we were we were getting into the other show we're watching is the uh, the Lego Masters show on Fox. 
There's an episode every Wednesday when we're, it's on right now, probably. Crazy Lego builds. And then uh, we're getting into the, um, the second season of Making a Murderer, which I never watched. No, like the follow up. So, so those are the things it, I'm. Though, just to be clear. Stephen Avery? Yeah. Brandon Ma- Avery clearly had nothing to do with it. Uh, Dassey. Brandon Dassey. Or Brandon Dassey, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Stephen Avery, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe it did. Well, the 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 lawyer, the big money lawyer who's trying to help out Stephen Kathleen Avery. Kathleen Zellner, she's amazing. She, she, but she looks exactly like dead Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, but she's she, done a she lot of good that, work. She got Ryan Ferguson out of jail. Yeah, the lady from Tiger King killed him. It could be <laughs> Carol might have. Uh, uh, but but, anyways, I don't mean to take up all the time. What are you guys doing? Oh yeah, um, I I just had the idea just now to maybe watch the last season of South Park. I don't know if you hmm. remember, but they were really sucking on the teat of China. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the warm <clears throat> teat of China. So, what do you say? South Park was. Praising? They were, what do you mean? No, no they, they were, were they were, they were whipping China. Well, they were making fun of Hollywood for being obsequious to China and then making see. all these shit movies. Um, let's see. I have learned how to embroider. That's that's what I've been doing. That's and cool. then we've been watching like tons and tons of movies. Uh, we've been watching Better Call Saul, which is really good. Even though I'm not how a huge far are you into it. Caught up. <laughs> oh really? I stopped after like three seasons because it was. I like the show. But I couldn't watch it on like a weekly basis because it was too slow. Oh, so I like it. I, thought, I think it's better than Breaking Bad. It's more character motivated. Yeah, I got I just got annoyed at the pace and I thought I'm going to wait till it's over because I want to see some Saul shit. There were glimmers of Saulness, but he never really went full Saul. Oh, but I, I think the characters are more interesting. Like not everybody's so loathsome like they were on Breaking Bad. I was like, I don't mm. care if every person in the show gets killed. Uh, Tiger King was good. And then uh, we've been watching Ozark, which like so badly jumps the bad. shark season three like i've never seen a show except for the walking dead jump the shark this bad <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> you will never forget you lasted the walking dead till like the lesbian muslim community <laughs> no i saw one fat episode. woman in a hijab and i was like <laughs> i'm out yeah I'm yeah out. That, was, that was funny i don't yeah. even know if i lasted that long anyway yeah i uh I watched, have you seen the new It movies? I tried to watch those, and uh, no. at the beginning of one of the movies, there was a bunch of hillbillies that surrounded one of the gays, and I guess they kill him and attack him. And apparently, the you're, the gay. you're supposed to not sympathize with the hillbillies, is what it, my wife told me. Because I was like, yeah, get him. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, but, uh, last so, word before we let you go? No, have a good one. All right, good luck, man. Stay sane. <laughs> Live chat. Have you guys watched Ozark? Am I wrong about season three? Hmm. Uh, it's like all the strong whammon characters now. And I'm like, I've heard basically nothing but good things about the show. But how recently did season three come out? Like a week ago. And we binge okay, watched yeah. it. I haven't, I haven't heard that much. Season that, one and two are recent. good. But like, I don't know. Like I can tell there's some there's some propaganda in there. Like there's this FBI character who's a huge asshole, but he's in a gay biracial relationship. And I'm like, why? Why? Speaking of big Dick Willie is up next. Oh, hey there. All right, guys, we're going to get the stream. Sure. <laughs> All right. So I've got something completely different for you. Uh, me and my sure. friends had heated about it this week. Are you a bad spouse? If you won't, um, Groom your pubes to your wife's or your husband's preference. Uh, 
no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to say you should take those requests into consideration. Come on, but we have a whole generation of men that have been ruined by porn. And so they're, they're like, you know, no pubic hair. I think that everybody should be compromising here, but like you can't, you can't be like full on jungle bush if, you know. I, nope. You must accept so your wife's 70s style bush. Uh, no, you're wrong. Uh, to be a good husband. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I just think like it's such a small thing that for you to put your pube preference over your partner's sexual desire is that's crazy to me. Like, I it's prefer not, my pubes more. It's not a small thing. How is it, How not, is a it not a small thing? thing? Yeah. Uh, because waxing is super duper painful. Like you have to have some compromise here. I'm not like saying that every woman should have some kind of untamed bush. This, this is what you called in for. <laughs> you have to take yeah. into account. <laughs> I but, can't believe um, big Dick Willie would have a question. like That's this. true. Uh, who could have guessed? But there are problems that are caused. Like what if your wife wanted you to have no hair on your balls ever under any circumstances? Would you get your balls waxed? Well, that, I mean, wife? that's so uncompromised. I don't feel, I don't think most guys position is like, it must be pristine. Mm. Yeah, like, that's too far. It just like, can you just not have like jungle bush hanging out there that ridiculous? So this all came out. Like, yeah, I, was I think the expectation, yeah, the, for most people, it's like a little bit of care is appreciated. So I was, I was talking to some girl and we got onto this topic somehow. I don't remember, but she said, like, I, I mentioned that, that uh, that's something I prefer. And she kind of got mad at me. Like, well, it's my body. So I'll do what I want with it. And I was like, I mean, I'm fine with a little bit down there, but I don't want, I don't want pubes. I'm not going to describe anything else there, but like, I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of seemed like she was as an opportunity to yeah. protest against well that's that just dumb because it's like yeah it's your body but at the end of the day you you want a partnership and the it's just like anything else. Is, is your sexual partner right yeah and it's I, just like anything else if you want to maintain a healthy partnership compromises have to be made exactly fine. So compromises compromises yeah okay fine like she can tell me what to do with my pubes too right um but waxing does suck I, not that from experience i don't know that but it sounds painful however comma Laser hair removal is a lot cheaper than it used to be. But so then, maybe we just slip that. No, we start having babies, you know. But what if? But what if uh, pubic styles change, and then you're just a seventy-year-old with no pubic hair? My man, my how will you ever get by? Going to change. I don't know. Look at that crazy seventy-year-old man. He doesn't even have pubes. Let's no, all laugh at No, women. Him. Like, what if you want? What if you change your mind later, and you're like, "Oh, I wish I had a giant gray muff." I is this what we've become? <laughs> Is this our well, show now? Decision, though, right? All like, right. Your pubes are owned by your partner. Right? I don't. I wouldn't say that they're full on owned by your partner, but like, I, dude, I even, if I said that I owned my mind. husband's balls, I would be getting ripped to shreds right now. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> this, with is that. Like, <laughs> this, this is sexist. This is sexist. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Yeah, getting pregnant has made me a, a feminist. All right, all get right. Out here. Last word. Password. I'm going to show for ham radio. Everyone needs to get their license. I just got mine. That's cool. That is, that is, that is a valuable thing to have in these uncertain times. Probably the third most important thing in an emergency after food, like you're kind of, you can't really call yourself a prepper without it, in my opinion. So look into it. It's not very hard. It's a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you, man. Good luck in your, uh, you know, navigating the difficult issues.
got pubes, isn't it? It's See a hard issue right now. Uh, Batman, our guy Batman is up. How's everything in Gotham? Batman? Batman, hello. Batman? Batman, what do your pubes look like? <laughs> I bet Batman is pretty well manicured, I would think. Uh, rational reasoning is up after that. Let's try rational reasoning. Rational reasoning, you're going to go if you're ready. Oh, hey, how you guys doing? Oh, you know. Talking so, about the important stuff. Yeah, as always. What's, what's on your mind? Uh, do your parents yeah. still listen so, to Wednesday? Uh, Probably, yeah, but we've had weirder conversations than that before. Yeah, so I haven't had a chance to call in recently, uh, too too much. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna avoid all the all the common kind of current events. And sure, um, there's actually one thing Blonde said uh, on a call in show maybe about three weeks ago that kind of st- um, it was about free will. Mm. And um, I don't want to put words in Blonde's uh, mouth, but if she can maybe clarify, it was something like she. Like she she doesn't control her thoughts, but um, but uh, but she feels like she has control over like the choices, something like that. So if you can maybe expand on that, if you still remember, then maybe I thought we can try to get into that a little bit. Sorry if it's too heavy, but oh I'm no, kinda this, in that it's, kind of stuff. this is a blessed change from the pube discussion we just had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it was gonna be yeah. a strange. Kind of I know, right? Um, so I've talked about my anxiety disorder on the show like a bunch. I hate to be like a social justice warrior where I'm like, I have a mental illness. Okay. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And mm-hmm. what I have learned from dealing with that from exposure therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy is like, I cannot control the stream of consciousness that goes on between my two ears. However, yeah. I can control how I react to these things. And so I guess the, like, the mentality behind that is mm-hmm. you just acclimate to the weird things that everybody thinks and you reduce um, your response to it. You reduce the compulsions that you do associated with the thought. So I just assume that everybody thinks weird, crazy, unethical stuff. And it's just kind of like garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. And most people just don't really think about it that much. I'm I'm fairly convinced that we have almost no control over what our involuntary thought process is. Yeah, that's yeah, that I agree with that. I mean, basically, all I'm saying it's really nothing new. Essentially, what Sam Harris basically says. So I'm not like taking credit for for any of that stuff, but the way he puts it is really logical. Is like, um, you know, basically, like you can't control your thoughts. Otherwise, you would have to you would have to think them before you think them. So once you kind of start taking some of that some of that stuff on board for me and once you even start just observing your brain or your mind like you just notice that the thoughts really just arise so there's that you know there's that kind of part of it where you kind of really feel that there's no um control but then you know i also feel like you kind of have you do have like control like a control over what you choose to do so um yeah, it's an, it's an interesting argument. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard to do it all in like two, two or three minutes. But um, but yeah, I just, you know, I think um, if I mean, if you guys are interested in that, like Sam Harris has a book out, it's called Free Will. And I've watched like a bunch of uh, podcasts, like three hour podcast um, on that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's good for people to like, recognize their thought processes non judgmentally but yeah. be 
hard on themselves based on their behavior. I think that that's probably as a society, like how we should be yeah. skagged. Do you have any, do you want to opine before? I we... mean, just without getting too deep, in, we don't have time to go fully, you know, really deep into what is a deep topic, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's one of the reasons that I struggle so much with the morality of these sorts of things. The other angle mm-hmm. that we talk about all the time is like, is there a such thing as an immoral thought, for example, um, getting at, at sort of the themes you're, you're getting at there. Uh, what is the, what is the nature and the origin of thought? Mm. And then is there a such thing that a thought, like a thought that can harm another person or be immoral to yourself, yeah. even those sorts of questions and how much of it yeah. is choice? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> there aren't easy answers to the, to these questions, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess just really quick, the, the moral thought part, I would just have to say no to that. But if you ever listen to what, Sam Harris says about this. I mean, he goes fully on like people who are murderers and stuff. They're not even, you know, um, kind of really fully responsible. But you know, like I said, I, you know, I advise mm-hmm. anybody who's interested to get in to get into that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like I said, I won't be able to recreate it here. But yeah, yeah, um, I, I, mean, I haven't listened to him talk about that kind of stuff. I, I probably should. That's pretty interesting. I don't know if I, I would say that my position right now, just generally speaking, is not that. Uh, what would the term be like determinist basically like right. yeah. that you're you're yeah. on a set path and if you're a murderer you're going to be a murderer and you're going to murder and you're going to do it regardless of right. whatever yeah. happens yeah yeah well it's, yeah. it's very yeah. interesting yeah i mean i guess just really quick so the one example he gives there's a serial murderer who's like well known who went before they killed him like with the death penalty or whatever he was like yeah check my brain and then it's like he had a tumor and stuff. And then it's like that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, makes you think, well, you know, he's not responsible, uh, blah, blah. And then, you know, Sam basically says there's like an analog of a tumor that just that's kind of like your life circumstances and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. But, uh, well, thank you, yeah. man. Thank Brain you science is really fascinating. So yeah. maybe that'll yeah. be good use of quarantine time. Probably a better use than the video games I'm playing, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for taking my call. Thanks, man. Uh, let me get Batman unmuted here. Batman, you still there? Yes, I am. Uh, right. Sorry if um, was I getting like background noise or something. Yeah, there, I, I had to mute you a little bit because it sounded like there was some noise coming off, but it's it's no big deal. Okay, um, I had some hardware issues, so I wasn't exactly sure what was going on there. Um, so yes, hello again. Um, so before uh, we inevitably get sidetracked again, let me just kind of plow into the thing I've been trying to say for the last month. Hmm. Uh, sure um, so it's been enlightening to me just to see how much of the world that china owns yeah That's yeah crazy isn't it it's been, it's been nuts they own our politicians um they have basically made you know massive corporations like blizzard and the nba and other things beholden to them the who is now firmly rooted on its knees with its lips wrapped i'm gonna stop there um and now we see that because of something that China has caused, our schools are shut down, our stock market is failing. Um, and we see that primarily Democrats are trying to attach like abortion legislature to the coronavirus care thing. We saw all that go down. Admittedly, I wrote this like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and that uh, they're trying to pass the whole thing off as racist so that they don't look like they're taking it away. So I have mm. to, I find myself wondering, how much of this is orchestrated? You know, too much of this is going in their favor. Yeah, I try not to get too tinfoily about all of this in general, but the other 
The other angle on coronavirus that really bugs me is just, um, it's not that this whole thing, I don't think it's like some big plot or that it was orchestrated or someone yeah, signed it. But, but for example, like we, we went from the Mueller report that ended right into Ukraine and impeachment that ended when the Senate acquitted Trump in what late January, early February around there. That was when you and I were on every week's show were saying, what's going to be the next thing? How are they going to get him this time? And I'm not saying somebody like cooked up coronavirus and caused a global pandemic to get him. But I never let a good crisis go to waste. The degree to which it has been politicized and latched on specifically for authoritarian left wing purposes is very hard for me to ignore. That doesn't mean that it was designed for that, but I do think it has been to some degree hijacked for that purpose. And, uh, and yeah, the whole, the whole thing just sucks. Yeah. Well, it stinks. Like it's, it smells like this is, it does smell like it's something that's cooked up, right? Doesn't it just work a little bit too well? The piece puzzle pieces fit, fit together just too snugly. Right. Um, um so for, yeah, for me, yeah. I, I, Timing I'm wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, so for me, I'm not of the opinion that like, this is a gigantic, you know, Illuminati conspiracy. Yeah. Um, in the same way that I don't think that, you know, MSNBC and CNN and all of those guys are actually like emailing each other and saying, all right, this is what we need to do to own Trump nowadays. I think, <laughs> yeah. because I think it's scarier than that. I think they don't have to. And I think that there's all it takes is one person who works at that works at that place to go, you know, maybe I can start some shit. Yeah, and that's what worries me about I mean, don't get me wrong, the biological reality of coronavirus does worry me. I'm not minimizing that. But what really worries me about coronavirus, too, is just the degree to which it's been a test or excuse to try a whole bunch of unprecedented shit in this country and just yeah. see what we can get away with. Yeah. All right, if yeah, we tell absolutely. them to basically be prisoners in their homes and ask permission to go on a walk, will they put up with that? Turns out, yes. Yeah, it turns out we will if we're scared <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. And that the uh, hidden loss of life is just that it's hidden it's unquantifiable and that really scares me too because you know normally uh we'd be able to do a cost benefit analysis and see like is this quarantine worth it in terms of net loss of life but we can't do that one because we don't have accurate testing information we don't have accurate death toll information or infection rate information and two because uh estimating the the hidden loss of loss of life is is just it's impossible. Like it's yeah. totally impossible. You can't say that somebody that had this heart attack, that there, that that was because of coronavirus. Uh, if they didn't get treatment, it's just like, there's just no freaking way to do it. So at what point are we like, uh, the economic consequences are, have outweighed and outpaced the loss of life for, from the quarantine. Like, I, I don't ever see us being able to do that from like a mathematical perspective. And that makes me really worried because they could just, continue doing this and what i what i fear the most is that as we see the estimates drop daily and suddenly we're now projecting sixty thousand deaths from Mm -hmm. the university of washington which don't get me wrong that's all that's terrible it's not uh, but that is compared to the quarter million that was projected a week or two ago and now the answer is going to be, well, we did a great job in surrendering all of our liberties to, to minimize this. Instead and that's of, why, yeah. Yeah, instead of asking the question, what, 
did the self did the self quarantine the social distancing did that was that the causal factor in why this was minimized or was it basically going to play out this way anyway and establishing causation is super difficult anyway and apex um infection rate in china and singapore i don't trust the chinese numbers obviously but in singapore which i trust much more that the apex of the virus was two to three days prior to school closure and you have to think that the infection rate at schools would probably be the highest, especially in asymptomatic cases. So hmm. I'm very skeptical if they're going to say that there's a causal link between social distancing and a reduction in loss of life, that it wouldn't have just happened anyway. I mean, they have no way of proving that, but that's exactly what they're going to say. Anyway, Sorry, we, you, we hijacked your time, but last word if you want it. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the end game point of this when I wrote it a month ago was uh, I was wondering, especially given what happened in Hong Kong, um, again, this is totally like just conjecture, but I was wondering if it was basically an attempt to to stop any kind of uprisings um, in yeah. various countries, especially if you know there are so many uh, politicians that are in China's pocket at this point. Um, but yeah. just like so many things that government tries to do with an iron fist, it seems to be backfiring, and I wonder if maybe they're. Um, they're going to see the business end of a revolution if yeah. this goes on too long. Yeah. People will, will, will not tolerate this forever. That's true. Exactly. I don't think we're going to tolerate this till the end of the month <laughs> as is scheduled. Anyway, thank well, you for the thoughts, um, man. Get your rifles ready, I guess. Yeah, have, have a good night. <laughs> defensively, well. Susan, defensively. In defense of your natural <laughs> rights. All right. Uh, we're way late for a break. Mm -hmm. Over on uh, Streamlabs, Raggle Fraggle says a question from me and Ava Suit. Do you think we should default on our debt with China? What would be the effects from doing so? I'm guessing Blonde's a hot mess, but we still love the two of you anyway. Have a great show, guys. Uh, well, thanks. I, is Blonde a hot mess? I don't know. Um, what would be the effects of just saying, screw you, China, we're not paying our debt? I assume the only, the only thing they can or would do would be like war or quasi-war sabotage efforts. Um, I guess, do I support that idea on principle? Yeah, but... I guess the natural effect would be more of China's fuckery. I mean, I don't think they're going to just take that laying down. You're going to have all kinds have of to like transition manufacturing to the United States. And we're yeah. not just going to be able to be like, all right, all of our manufacturing plants are suddenly here. Like this is going to have to be. I, th I think transition. if you, I, th I guess what I worry about is something like that is a, is obviously a relationship ruining type move. So Who if cares, you're gonna though? do, do no, I agree. But you just you gotta you gotta get ev get all of your pieces out of China before you do something like that. Is what I would say. Yeah, we gotta play nice, and then in the night, fuck them over. Yeah, I can I can get with that on principle. Sure. Um, you good? A, a couple more. Uh, Mike Dewine's shit eating grin says <laughs> blonde shouldn't worry so much about her lack of prenatal care. Her mom didn't go. Th what is this? Her mom didn't go through all that rigor rigor. How do you say this word? Rigor, I, I, I hate that word. Rigmarole? Is that what it is? And blonde turned out normal. Oh, did your mom get good prenatal care? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I presume <laughs> yes. She'll probably text you right now and be like, I got excellent care. How dare you? Uh, no, she never watches the Wednesday show. Ah, well, which is out. good. Gannon says, uh, miss the pube talk. Gannon123 says, justice finally prevailed in Australia this week. The high court unanimously acquitted. 
Uh, Cardinal George Pell of child sex abuse conviction. Pell spent 405 days in jail on the strength of a highly implausible testimony with absolutely zero evidence. Scary. I, I don't know anything about the case, so I guess I'll have to look into it. Uh, it was a sexual assault case, he says? Sounds like it, but ba- convicted on testimony, it sounds like. No, no um, nothing more. Just testimony evidence that sounded like it was faulty. The year we defended Harvey Weinstein and everybody got sick from a bat flu. <laughs> Weird times. We're not even halfway through it yet. Uh-oh, my mouse battery is very low. Is this going to affect the show? You should be good. You got a super chat? Yeah, Saint says... Sending you guys a message from the L.A. hot zone in case you were wondering. It's still garbage. I do miss L.A. sometimes. I got to say. The weather? I mean. Yeah. Hmm. And then all the diapers that washed up on the beach in Santa Monica. I really miss that. Too. Shirsey, Cersei, Sorcy, Shorsey. Um, 2020, the year that pooping at work equals a great day. That is true. Everybody's enjoying pooping at work a lot more. Than <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, Michael Anderson. Uh, shaved pubes is the ambrosia of the pedophile. Okay, I'm probably trolling. Sure, I am. Hmm. I voted for Bush. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do the hard hitting stories on this show. We're kind of behind, so we might have to just take a couple more and, and move along. That's fine, because last one. Uh, Shauna oh, Thornton. The, LDA, the LDS Church has news. We're doing a special fast on Good Friday that we've invited any and all religious denominations to join us in, except for Muslims because Mormons hate Muslims. I, she didn't say that. Um, I will be doing a social media fast with my mom who can't fast open invitation all. Well, wait, is this, a, is this a digital event or is this an illegal gathering? It's a digital event. Oh, okay. A social media fast. Wait. Gotcha. A special fast on Good Friday. Give us more information. You can email us and we'll talk about it on Sunday if you want, mm. Shauna. Um, I'm sorry I turned your wholesome Mormon message into something dirty. <laughs> Over on, uh, thank you, Sean. Over on DLive, Jimmy C2 says, how long until mass civil unrest? Um, I think that, uh, that, that we're right about on the cusp, man. Especially as these numbers start dropping. And people, like, you have uh, converging factors here. One, the reality of the disease being well below projection. And then two, people being in uh, a a point of near es- uh, economic desperation. So I, I, I don't we're, right now, currently the recommendation is we're going to do this till the end of the month. I don't think that's going to happen without some serious uh, resistance, some serious, I, and I don't mean like armed conflict. I just mean like people stop caring, like fuck this. I'm going to do what I want. And they open up their alone. businesses. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get back to calls. Uh, last we heard from was rational reasoning, right? Uh, I'm a psychopath is up hmm. next. Keep me on the clock here. If you can, eh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> psychopath. You're good to go. Oh, one second. Let me mute my screen, my stream here. Sure. Mm. Okay. What's up, Matt? What's up, blonde? What's on your mind? Uh, not much. I just want to say blonde, you look great, although I'm not going to try to steal you or your sister from your respective husbands. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm calling from the belly of the beast over here. I'm in NYC. Oof. Wow. And it is quite odd over here. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's, what's crazy about it? I mean, obviously, oh. I know, but describe your well, specific experience. Yeah, specifically, um, it's... All right, so obviously everyone in the whole kind of country and world is on quarantine kind of 
but over here we actually have you know like we're the epicenter of everything so yeah it's kind of a reasoning behind it but still it's just odd to odd to see new york city just the way it is closed down because like driving down like sixth avenue at 9 30 at night on a friday and then just everything is just shuttered and you see mm. no one on the street you know yeah and it's like it's out of so, a movie or something like some kind of apocalypse movie i i am legend in real life huh. IRL, you yeah. know and then on top of that like i'm just a little bit scared of of uh crazy uh, progressive leaders just taking this as a way to kind of gain power to change things in the future. And uh, I mean, we should be lucky that Trump is our president, not some progressive, because yeah. you know, what they're doing here in New York, uh, it could have been on like a national scale of just, oh, yeah. just basically taking away our prop, our personal property rights and this and that. And I just like, I mean, I know they're doing it, but they're just doing it a lot more over here. Yeah. Yeah. So what like, do you I'm, think? I'm, um, what do you think the prospect is for for New York uh, returning to some semblance of normal? You think it's still a long way off, or you think it's going to start heading in the right direction? I mean, it, it it could head in the right direction, but the problem is, people are going to be more scared here than the rest of the country because, like, yeah. I think if they, if they open things back up someplace else where there's like a thousand cases in the state or like a hundred cases in the county versus we have like a hundred thousand cases in New York city alone. Hey man, that's, you know that's I mean? like, the hot, I live in the hot spot of Montana. It's a hundred cases in this County, maybe 200. Listen, I, oh, no. I'm actually yeah. was thinking about, I was thinking about like escaping <laughs> New York prior to this. Yeah. And like, I was trying to figure out a way out. And Bozeman was like on my list because yeah. I wanted to go like big, I, I was going to go to big sky this year to go snowboarding and that yeah. got shot. Well, you should, man, yeah. you should, uh, you should hit me up if you do. I absolutely, will. I absolutely will because the thing is i was going to go to jackson hole and and, and bozeman and both of yeah. those were gone gone because you know you know yeah. corona corona champ yeah dude spring um, spring skiing and snowboarding is the best and uh I know. yeah it's I just gone park, this year i went to park city last year it was awesome oh sweet all right well but last I'll, word if you want it last word jesus christ let me think about this one uh <laughs> You don't um, have to take it either. It's just an offer. No, no, no. All right. So listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a landlord in New York, right? And the thing mm. is, I'm, a, I'm really good to my to my tenants. And sure. right now, the things that they're trying to do to me, and they're trying to like, you know, just block evictions for 90 days. Now they're trying to push the six months. I was yeah. already for the first time in like in like over a decade. I was I was playing on evicting people that were completely screwing me, right? Yeah. And and I had because of the laws that changed last year, I had to switch it to. 90 days notice versus 30 90 yeah. days these ah. people have not have not paid me in a year oh my okay God. well you're gonna and have it, to sell your monocle monopoly man well, <laughs> literally the last time i did a zoom call i, I put the fucking the mon monopoly guy with his little money bag thing yeah. on top of me as my virtual background because that's apparently who i am but that uh, that's how it's always treated you know that's it's like it's landlords are just bullshit. they're ju they're only they're only rich people who have no worry, worries in the I, world and I no financial a, needs and yeah i drive a 12 year old truck and i and, and i saw one of my tenants walk around with one of those little like ten thousand dollar bracelets from fucking yeah. uh from cartier and shit and i'm like and they're trying to tell me that they can't pay their rent and i'm of like of course Oh, yeah. it's really, it's really infuriating to be honest. People yeah. forget right. about and, landlords that they're business what? owners. Yeah. 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 And, and listen, right. I've been, I've been struggling to struggle. Uh, yeah. You, you guys got, listen, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys and uh, be safe out there. Okay. Appreciate it, man. Good luck and uh, stay safe as well. All right. Bye. -bye. Uh, Ovid, our friend Ovid, also known as COVID the 19th. Hmm. Hello. What's up? Hi. Man? Um, Phil Murphy is up. Um, 
He is uh, New Jersey's governor. Is that? He or am I thinking of someone else? He took my job today. He took you. Okay. So is he, he is the New Jersey governor, though. I have that. Yes, he is. He uh, and... declared he declared all non-essential construction shut down. So ah, what know. the hell is, is <laughs> what does that even what mean? Is non-essential construction. Well, it means that despite the fact that we go and we install ductwork and, you know, vents and shit in yeah. completely empty houses with literally nobody else there. Yeah. And we don't go any stores. And if we do go in a store, we both wear masks and gloves and don't touch anything. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we can't work now. So I'm going on unemployment. So, um, uh, so you are, you've been laid off or what's the status? You think you'll be able for, to go back? Furloughed. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. I, the job's sitting there waiting as soon as we can start work again. But now he and I both have to sit at home and, and be a drain on the state. Great. You know? Yeah. God, it's, man. It's a who? Well, um, yeah. I mean, New Jersey. Problem. I guess New Jersey is getting hit hard, though. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, uh, I mean, to your point, what the hell are you doing at a construction site that's really all that dangerous? Yes. Uh, from a disease it's so and and bullshit. what is, can you explain to me what essential construction is versus non? Do they have they yeah. made that distinction? Oh, no, they they don't have rules for this. They they yeah. expect people. Yeah, they expect each individual person to know, right? So you know if you know it's you know it's basically it's a government threat of force, right? It's yeah. you know if we catch you doing something, we'll decide you know at that point whether or not you're you're essential. You know, of, of okay. course, there's like a, a general list of like basically emergency you know things and and but it's just, it's it's ridiculous. did he give a deadline for when this order expires or is it indefinite um this is indefinite and he Ugh. extended current restrictions on the state for another month so i think it's going until the end of may end right of now. may dude that's not gonna happen yeah, yeah these people are kidding themselves if they think it's gonna happen insane here um but real quick before I leave, um, I wanted to say blonde. I really wanted to recommend that name um, for your child, but I th can she hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the name that you chose, but I thought that you would Google it and see that a famous suffrage. Emmeline Pink Pankhurst. Yeah, it's disappointing. But... Yeah. Wow. I know it, it really upsets my girl. Um, <laughs> but it's but, kind uh, of. I could just say it was ironic. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a beautiful name. Also, last thing before I go, um, sure. since you guys are talking about shows that both are amazing shows and completely jump the shark, I think uh, season one of Westworld is one of the best things of TV ever made if you have HBO. Season two um, is garbage. It certainly man. has flaws, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then it completely jumped the shark, and season two and three are awful. Are they? I stopped watching it like two episodes into season two. I'm like, nope. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it doesn't get better. And wow. they're like now they're like completely done with the park and everything and they're just out in the real world and it's oh it's awful. Hmm. All right, well thanks man and good luck. I hope this uh ends sooner rather than later, of course. And stay safe out there. Well do you guys keep on keeping on. Thanks, man. Uh John John Tesh's ass? What's that? <laughs> Uh, John, if you're hanging out, I don't see you in the waiting room, though. So hop in the waiting room. I can try to circle back to you. Uh, Tails is next, but same thing for Tails. Maybe Tails had to take off. So we'll just keep moving down the line here. Police hate. Here we go. 
Police hate. You're good hey, to go. There... You're ready. What's oh. on your mind, man? Um, is, I think I got skipped. Uh, well, you're 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 live now. So what's on your mind? Oh, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Go for it. Is this Matt? It it is. Oh, hey there. <laughs> All right. It. Cool. Cool. I'm I'm new to the Discord thing. Sure. Thanks, um, man. Long time viewer, first time caller. Uh, well, thanks for calling in. No, totally. Thank you for doing the show. You guys rule. Um, I wanted to say hi to Blonde. Uh, sorry, our BBQ plans got all messed up oh, by this hey. apocalypse. How are you <laughs> <Hey>. doing? <laughs> good, good. We're still rocking in the theoretically free world over here in Spokane. <laughs> Spokane. Mm. It is spelled <laughs> like that. Like the first few months that I moved here, I was calling it Spokane. People would be so disgusted. I'm like, Just... look at the way it's spelled. Does Rachel Dolezal still live in Spokane, or I does she move somewhere else? I have a, uh, a Dolezal sighting. It's a it's a kind of a small town. She's so there, right? What's that? She's she's still there, right? Uh, theoretically, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. I haven't had a sighting yet, though. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to meet her because <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'll do if I see her. I mean, it, you know, I'll be on the spot. She probably gets so much hate. It, she probably needs friends. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be her. That's for mm. sure. Well, hey, I, I've got some breaking news to share. Okay. Uh, the outside air is no longer poison. However, <laughs> okay. but, but this is the important part. The floor is now lava. <laughs> I did see some of those memes. I like those. Yeah. Oh. That, after, um, after what's his face in New Jersey, the governor we were just hearing about. After he said you got a social or you should social distance in your own home. Floor is lava is definitely the next step for sure. It's, it's social distance I mean, in my own home. Yeah. You, you can't, <laughs> you need to be six feet away from Caesar right now. I need to be six <laughs> right. feet away from my baby. I should just get induced <laughs> right now. Yeah. So that I can yeah. socially distance from my baby. Um, I did hear that if you're showing any symptoms of coronavirus, that they will take your baby for 14 days. Oh my God. That's very damaging. Uh, can you imagine like when I, yeah, when you, and... when you hear of um, uh, like when you hear next month, not next month, what sometime early July that some crazed woman has killed an entire hospital staff with her bare hands. You'll know. Yeah. That that's Try to take my baby <laughs> and we'll feral. see how that ends. Yeah. yeah. Get, get feral. You reserve the right to get feral, but I will check out AMA. Um, yeah. Totally. For sure. Because it's not transmitted yeah. through amniotic fluid or breast milk. Uh, oh, okay. And then well, the separation for children is, is like really, really damaging. You know, this is what happened to Ted Kaczynski. And one of the reasons he ended up being so crazy, he had some kind of infectious rash. And like the protocol back then was to separate the child. So he spent huh. several weeks um, when he was a, a very young child separated from his parents. And once they got like in a hospital ward and once they got him back, they said he was never the same. Hmm. So the Unabomber was a wolf child. Is what yeah, totally. Yeah. Ah, this well, can't be what you want um, to talk about. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, it really, it, it's just checking in, just breaking the ice. I'm going to try to set up the, uh, the missus with her own discord set up for next week. Um, nice. So she can call in too. Well, good. I look forward to talking to her. All right, man. Well, thanks yeah. for calling in and uh, good luck out there in uh, Spokane. I take Thank it you. Spokane has not been hit as hard as uh, Seattle, right? It's basically no. been what? Just Seattle and suburban Seattle in Washington? Is that about it? Uh, that's what it seems like. Yeah, Seattle okay. got it hard. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty mellow out here. I, hmm. I've been working all the way through this. I actually had to go to an urgent care place uh, a few days ago, and um, I was literally the only patient there. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Interesting. It, yeah, it's mellow. Um, but for last word, I remembered this last week. Um, I wanted to thank you, Blonde, for the recommendation on that Emily Yukis video. <laughs> it was good. The song? It? Oh, my God. It's been the hit of the of the week. It, uh, Wuhan, we got you all infected. Uh, yeah, she a, is just like the right kind of crazy. I just, yeah. <laughs> she just does it for me, you know? Yeah, totally. She's a national treasure. She's a very she talented is. person. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, keep, uh, keep on, uh, keep, keep it up the good work. You guys are doing great. Uh, really very grateful for the space you provide here. Oh, thank you so much. Shit's so crazy. <laughs> well, thank you, man. And, yeah, uh, good luck. We'll, talk to you soon. we'll look forward to hearing from your wife sometime soon. Yeah, you bet. All right. See ya. Have a good night. That's another one, the Unabomber documentary on Netflix. Although I think it paints him, ooh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, in an unfair, negative light. Hey, uh, he's not off in his thought process. He's off in the bombing. <laughs> he mean, was kind of right about some things. He shouldn't have killed people, but, but I mean, have you read his manifesto? It was, it was so yeah. spot on. He, 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 was, he was an ahead-of-his-time thinker who executed his... <laughs> He was he, a brilliant, uh, he I, is a brilliant mind, and he does answer fan mail, so I've been thinking about writing to him. Um, his manifesto was really important work, uh, and outside of killing people, you know, he was really right on about about basically yeah, the, everything. He got MKUltra, too. He the got, killing people, uh, you know, that uh, that does have to be disavowed, I would say. Yeah, but can't we take <laughs> the, the good and leave the bad? Everybody should well, read people, his manifesto. I mean, yeah, it's the thing prophetic. is, he, he, he was a, prof the thing was, he was a professor in Berkeley, right? And he Harvard, saw Harvard or Harvard. What didn't he have a connection to Berkeley? Did he go to Berkeley? I forget what it's been. He did. It's been so I can't remember. I think maybe he went there for undergrad. Um, and he also participated when he was a teenager in some like Milgram style psychological experiments. And he was never the same after that either. Hmm. So like some things in his life really fucked him up. Brilliant thinker that Ted. <laughs> poor, ex poor execution. No, no pun intended. Mm, uh, <laughs> I have to be clear, otherwise Susan will take us down. We don't want to get uh, we don't want to get wiki wiki. Freeman, you're good to go if you're ready. Whoa, I'm actually here. This is unbelievable. What's, hey. what's on your mind, man? Uh, um, I'm a huge fan. Just wanted to let you guys know that, and I need you to pick a number between one and two because that's how I'm going to pick my topic. Because uh, we talked about pooping a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, two, the topic is uh, on Israel, Ben Shapiro, the Jews, and the people who hate them. Okay. <laughs> so um, I was watching Ben Shapiro a few months ago, and I've been trying to get on this show ever since then. Uh -huh. And what he says is... Uh, on, on his show hated. or on our show? On his show, but I, uh -huh. I watch you guys, so I wanted to get on here sure. to talk. Um, but he says, uh, the Jews are hated around the world by many people, and like one of the major bases for their hatred is the chapter in Genesis with um, Esau and Jacob, uh, Esau being the older brother who was betrayed by the younger brother and had his birthright and his um, inheritance stolen from him. Um, and the thing is, Shapiro justifies it by saying, oh, well, um, no, one of them was looking towards the future and the present, while the other one, the older brother, was only looking towards the present, which is what made him wrong, which is why everything went the way it is, and which is why he's the real chosen of God and why mm -hmm. the Jews are descended from him or from Jacob. Um, and that's everyone's hatred is not justified. Um, and I agreed with him until I started reading the Bible because of this. 
And uh, a footnote under Jacob, where his name is, says that um, Jacob is an idiom for, it means the person, he who grabs the heel, which was described as his name. And that's an idiom for a deceiver. And Ben Shapiro also says that Jews are generally, or practicing Jews, model themselves after um, Jacob in the Bible, which is why I'm guessing people have this stereotype or why people base their stereotype off, I'm guessing, Jewish people who acted that way, who are super greedy, will lie to you to get anything from you and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to be too spicy, but, um, like, just reading the Bible, that's what I get it from it, you know? Hmm. Yeah, and... I, I, I... I'll, I'll take yeah. your word for it. I'm not a I'm not a great biblical mind, so I can't even no, I can't pretend to give you the proper interpretation. Yeah, it's in, it's in the first book, like it's in Genesis uh, 25, I believe. If you start, mm-hmm. and that's like near the end of Genesis. So if you read that, it's like 30 minute read. Um, if you take any Bible application, it'll show you. So and um, I love you guys. Well, real quick before we let you go, I I'm okay. totally unfamiliar with the passage or the lesson or anything. Mm-hmm. You say you now disagree with that interpretation. What's the correct interpretation in oh, your in your opinion? In, the the Christian interpretation that um, Jacob uh, stole the birthright from his brother, which conf- confounds all the Christians that I know, and they hate this their most hated chapter because they don't think it makes sense hmm. for a father and mother to choose between children and. Um, that uh, the Jewish book, the Torah, and the Bible are actually written by the Jews because they won the war and um, have taken over the world. And it's ju- them justifying everything that they did wrong. Because if you read the Bible, oh my God, that shit is so terrible. Well, I don't, know if, we've been, mood. I don't know if we've been wiki-wikied yet, but we're on our way, I suppose. <laughs> sorry. I love you um, guys. No, but really you, say, you say you're trying, to, um, you're trying to call Ben. I mean, it sounds like you're in good faith here. It sounds like you'd I like am. to discuss that. I love him. He's the so, best. So you're you know, tra- I'm, I'm um, in the same camp as you. I love Ben Shapiro. Sure. More than yeah, you're trying to call, you've been trying to call his show and, and uh, talk to him about this is what you're saying? Oh, no, no. No, I'm a nobody. I wanted to talk to you guys to get your opinion. Oh, well, I, I wish I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know if Blonde, if you have a, an opinion on, uh, I'm talking about the passage. Calm down. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm just unfamiliar with the passage. I don't, I can't pretend to tell you the, the proper interpretation, but yeah, no I know, I know Ben does take calls. I don't know how screened they are or if certain topics are banned or whatever, uh, but I know I can't he does. Tell you. I don't know how to apply for that. Plus, those are after the paywall, and I'm in Haiti. Mm. I don't so, think so. Uh, well, at least I see the fo- the posts on Facebook. They just they're like, "Here's the number. Call the number." Oh, I've never seen him on Facebook. Oh, I'll check so, it out. So yeah, follow his page on Facebook. Me. It's like almost every day. There's a thing that goes up around like noon my time that says, "Here's the number. Call in." I've been kind of yeah. tempted to call about Michelle Fields, but you know, I haven't done it. Uh, I'll check <laughs> that out. I am well. I'm glad I got to talk to you guys. I'll try to come again next week, but end up coming in two years. <laughs> All right, sounds good. To get in here. Thank you. <laughs> no Bye. problem. Bye. All right, we got to take oh, another break. Really sweaty right now. Was... <laughs> God. Hey, I didn't say anything during that call. No, I don't think I don't think anything he's saying is unfair. I think it's a matter of biblical interpretation. Why? No, I, I just didn't. I, I mean, maybe uh, maybe on the like rule the world question is, uh, you know, <laughs> draw your own conclusions there. But uh, but as far as like biblical interpretation, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, you can't talk about this. So, you, I, you know, I read Daily Mail. So the other day I was reading this uh, column about um, Hasidic Jews in in New York and how they're not being quarantined in the same way uh, because they kind of are self-governed. 
And I went to see the top comments on the article and the top comment was like, I'm so sick of not being able to talk about these people and in these people. In <laughs> I, quotation mark. Gee, I thought you said that the daily mail comment section was like kind of a bunch representative of, of the something. general. Po- yes. Huh. I read that and I was like, I cannot believe what I'm well, I saw They also stuff, moderate too. I saw some, uh, some images of funerals and stuff going, but I, I I, I haven't followed the story enough. Are, are you saying that they are being exempted from New York City's social distancing? You rules? know that some Hasidic Jew communities actually self-police, and then they have like relationships with the local police officers. Like NYPD where, doesn't go in there. Where and NYPD bust that does up? not go in there. Yeah. Are we sure about this? This sounds. I'm like, positive. This sounds about insane. This. Yeah, it's crazy. But they, I, I have seen like the pictures. I definitely saw the pictures of, of what was going yeah, on. Yeah, so they're not you know quarantining and such. Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, Miles Kinslow over on uh, Streamlabs says, "Hey guys, had a crazy thought. I hear so many arguments against porn, saying it should, saying it shows unrealistic expectations. How does amateur porn fit in sites like OnlyFans and just for fans? Uh, as in, are the expectations more realistic? No, why um, would they be any more realistic? I, I think the effect is still the same for the critics. That is to say, like, there's something inherently bad about having that." of such immediate availability to you that it just, it screws up the the natural relationship between men and women, like men working to get women and, and, um, and women looking to find a good man and all that sort of stuff. And in so, terms of physical appearance, there's still selection bias for good looking people, like yeah. good looking chicks with no pubic hair and giant titties to be doing amateur porn. Which is yeah, going to so alter I, the way you view women anyway. Yeah. As long as the porn is realistic, it's fine. Is that uh No you know, I, I and, and no, I know I'm kinda of, I'm wondering if that's like the the conclusion of the question. Um But yeah, I I have no appetite to get back into the ban porn discussion. He's not going there, but oh, I okay. fear that's where we'll go if we if we uh if we go back into that one. Thank Are you, Miles. Um yeah, and uh let's see. Over on DLive, um, Crypto Crook says a bunch of things. Could we please don't? I mean, civil unrest. I haven't purchased a rifle yet. Oh, yeah. He's not ready for the civil unrest. In California, they want to expropriate masks and sanitizer in case you have an excessive amount of those. It's not even a buyback. They're just going to seize your hand sanitizer and masks in California. I wish I could say that's silly, but it's it'll probably become reality by the end of this. Uh, Ultra Snake says... The Fourth Amendment prohibits quartering of soldiers. Third Amendment, right? So uh, COVID-19 is worse than a hot war in America? Uh, well, it does, I, I don't think it counts as quartering, quartering soldiers if you're in your own home, right? No, but quartering. I think he's saying like you wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure. Maybe you can clarify, if you want to clarify an email, Ultra Snake, I'm not exactly sure what what he's what the the thinking there is or what what he's what he's the case he's making mm-hmm. but th- but thank you much appreciate it uh, is it my turn yeah black magic i don't have anything productive to add but in about two weeks i'm choosing the viral risk um yeah i think a lot of people are going to i was listening to some stream today and, and the person was like i'm really disappointed in people's inability to like uh tolerate the quarantine i was like that is out, that's you, like an outrageous statement. <laughs> it's not just like, well, can you just sit there and, and be patient? It's like people's livelihoods are on the line, man. What are you talking about? It's about, about job loss too. Um, and it's not like people are just bored 
Yeah. People are out of work and they're scared about their well-being and they're worried about the virus and they're worried about their jobs and never and their small businesses. I mean, it's it's a lot of things. I have received some emails to my inbox from people that have uh, that fell into the worst timeline where they had just dumped a whole bunch of their own money into you know a small business that seemed like a great time to do it because of a roaring economy. And now they're just suffering. And I, and I, I sympathize. And I feel so bad for these people because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to dump the savings you have into a risk to try to build something else. Can you imagine it, if this happened in July 2016? If the government came in and just squashed what I was trying to do, I would have been so pissed off. And right so, after we you know, quit our jobs, go, we would have been screwed. Yeah, my heart goes out to people who are living that reality. And they're not rare. There are a lot of them right now. Skeptical faith, no note. Thank you, Shauna Thornton. It's a 24-hour food fast. My mom can't food fast, so I'm doing a social media fast with her. Oh, mm. I thought you meant you're doing a fast on social media, not uh, yeah, fast. yeah. As in you're abstaining. Yeah. I'm sorry, Shauna. That's on me. Um, we're inviting everyone to fast with us in whichever way they can. I'm trying to get the message out. All right, I really fucked up your initial message. So, food fast at the same time that's what she wants give up something of importance if you can't do food right right like porn sure give up porn uh lazarus rex did you guys hear that the fish tank cleaner lady repeatedly said she wanted to divorce her husband and actually has charges filed for assaulting him Crowder did some videos on it um i am starting to think that she murdered him and it was she's a a real carol Yeah. yeah It could be. We know she's a Democratic donor. I had not heard this bit about her potentially having an abusive past. Totally could be. I mean, this is this is an incredible story if if that's how it turns out. Lazarus Rex, blonde, you look super motherly swaddling Caesar right now. I'm just advertising him in case somebody's like, oh, my God, your dog's so cute. Can I have your dog? And I'll be like, yes. Have you you had interest since Sunday? I have. And it's a lot of people um, from like far across the country. I could not believe how much hate I got though. <laughs> People like your dog is a part of your family. Even if they do maul your child, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, but he's got to be rehomed. He has to be rehomed. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're not putting him down. You know, uh, it's up to you to evaluate what risk you accept for your family. Uh, you know, people want to get mad at that. I don't, I don't know what to tell them. Well, people are saying that I trained him improperly, but when you adopt a dog, that's not a puppy, it's a different set of circumstances. Like he had yeah. already picked up a bunch of bad habits. It's way harder to roll back a dog's, a grown dog's bad habits than to raise them from puppyhood. You've got that look in your eye. Like great story. I, can tell you. <laughs> uh, Kyle I didn't Wilson. click it. Well, we can take a couple more, but we're running out of time. So we should move into calls. Saw a guy in DC wearing latex gloves and a surgical mask, smoking a cigarette. The cognitive <laughs> dissonance should have killed him, but you know, yeah. Murica. Uh, yeah. Last one. First son of man. Blonde's got a bush. LMAO. Rockhead seventies. <laughs> look high, Matt. I am not confirming nor denying it. I'm just sure. saying that like, it is true that an entire generation of men has been influenced by this weird prepubescent total absence of pubic hair, which is completely unnatural. And it's because of porn addiction and because hmm. you guys have been exposed to porn since you were 10 years old. Watch vi- if you don't actually do this, but like look at vintage pictures of Playboy or or pornography like women. I'm talking no pubic maintenance. That they used got pubes to be, up to their nipples, basically. Yeah, that used to be the preferred style. <laughs> It's not that preposterous. That wasn't that long ago, okay? 
I just got to be, there's got to be a compromise. It's got to be a happy medium here. Yeah. Shave your legs and appropriately trim. There you go. Um, All right. Uh, Tails, Tails uh, is up next. Although, dang it, it kicked Tails out. Tails might be on uh, mobile. That might be the issue here. We'll try once more. Uh, Tails, you there? Nope. Uh, it's kicking him out. Um, what is a coomer? What the hell's that? I don't know. Tails, you there? Somebody in the live chat, let me know. All right, Tails, it looks like it's uh, giving us trouble. So I'm going to speculate that that's because of mobile. So we'll have to try again another time. Uh, but as a friendly reminder, laptop, desktop, almost always works better than mobile, if available. <laughs> well, One who cooms. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know you guys. I should know this by now. Dangerous spaces, you're good to go. Hey, uh, just give me a sec. Sure. Just make sure I turn everything off. Um, I just wanted to talk to you guys. Uh, I tried to call in last week and I just missed out. I was the, I was basically would have been the next person. Yeah. After the cutoff. Um, if someone's got to be that guy, you know, I know, I know. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, but so, cause I want to talk about something from two weeks ago. Uh, shout out to Luke. If he's listening, that called you up about thoughts and prayers. Yeah. I remember the call. Yeah. So I just want to, uh, I think I've called about this before, but it's been probably at least a year, probably more. So I just wanted to put, give a quick perspective for people to understand. Because I've grown up in a church. My dad used to be a pastor. So I've been around this my whole life. Mm -hmm. The idea of when you run into some sort of problem or some sort of tragedy, some sort of difficulty, whatever it may be, the thing people need to keep in mind is quite often you'll look at the highest authority you know. So as a kid, you might look to your parents and then they might say, well, if we're not around, you need to go find a police officer. As an adult, you might look to the government. For people of faith, the highest authority, obviously for them, is going to be God or whatever variation on the name they use. Mm -hmm. So the idea of thoughts and prayers is you are looking to the highest authority you know. You're not looking to government. Uh, well, you may be. You may be as well. Uh, but you're looking to God because he's the highest authority you know, and so therefore you will you will appeal to that authority. Um, the other thing I think people need to keep in mind, though, is they presume that there's a lot of non-religious people, not everyone, but the, there's a lot of non-religious people that think that the highest authority, the, the high, I've got to stop saying authority, apparently I can't say it, uh, <laughs> the highest level they know can fix their problems. For a lot of Christians, they don't pray with the expectation that they pray and they get what they want because if that's how it worked, everyone would just pray. And, you know, uh, yeah. it, I think it's a naive viewpoint of view God as a genie that you can just ask your wish and you'll get what you, you know, ask for immediately. I think it's more complex than that. Um, but, yeah, it's, ju it's just a perspective I wanted to give forward to people of, of that's what they're doing. They're appealing to the highest authority but they're not necessarily calling on God and saying, well, you're just going to fix the problem. So if I talk to you, I know that, you know, the problem's going to be solved. That's not necessarily yeah. what And that, that's why the doing. critics, the critics always say, uh, oh, thoughts and prayers don't do anything. I mean, debatably, but we live in a world that is full of risk and danger and cruelty. And that's kind of what we were talking about with that last caller too, is in such a world the positivity and the hope and the faith to bring you through that inherent cruelty and danger and risk is of high value. I think it's of much higher value than the idea that somehow we can just seize control of all the danger that is yeah. inherent to the world and 
perfect this world and make it so nobody ever suffers again. Like, good luck with that. That's why I find that criticism so off base. Like, oh, thoughts and prayers don't do anything. Yeah. Oh, and and federal seizure would. Federal seizure would stop this. Uh. Thoughts and prayers, I mean, they help the people doing the thinking and the praying, don't they? And there is, um, I, I, my understanding is, I'm not well read in the literature, but my understanding is that a positive attitude generally, whether it is achieved through faith or achieved through family or whatever it is that lifts the spirit of someone who is, say, in a, in a very bad state of sickness, uh, has, does show uh, improved recovery and improved health conditions. If you're in a state mm. of mind where you... Uh, believe that that things are going to be better even if they're not things things do things end up better than they would if you were doom and gloom let's put it that way there is a a scientific value to a positive attitude i'm not saying that you should be pollyanna and just silly pie in the sky about everything but in terms of just believing that like your suffering has a purpose and there's a, a, a better day ahead or light at the end of the tunnel that stuff is helpful and however people achieve it, I'm not going to look down on them and dismiss, like be dismissive with them. Say, yeah. ha you believe in a, a sky wizard, you silly fool. You should, you should be totally black pilled and hate everything and suffer pointlessly. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just quickly, quickly, there's another, uh, I know it's no point bringing up movies, Matt, cause you've seen like three. Uh, it, might have, it might be one of the ones I've seen though. Well, the movie, the movie Bruce Almighty is a really, it's weird to say this about a Jim Carrey comedy, but it's a really weirdly interesting theological movie in terms of the way they present God and things like that. And one of the things is uh, he starts hearing prayers and he just says yes to everything and it causes chaos. Because for example, if you say yes to everyone praying to win the lottery, then everyone wins the lottery and gets any money. If you say yes to, you know, uh, someone wants to, you say yes to this person, then that's going to be detrimental to another person and yeah it's a really it's just a really interesting uh theological movie for people to dare out. i say ah. i've i've liked many a jim carrey movie in my day but i the guy is so off the ra- i still kind of wanted to see sonic but i didn't the guy yeah, is yeah, so a, off the rails he's a, he's a bit painful these days yeah yeah the mask was okay that's it end of list i never liked the the mask was too obnoxious for me and ace ventura was kind of too obnoxious too yeah. mm. liar liar was okay i guess I, I mean, Dumb and Dumber is one of the greatest comedies ever made as far as I'm concerned. I love that movie. Yeah, if you haven't seen the second one, give it a miss. It's not very good. I've seen the prequel. I've Yeah, I've seen Dumb and Dumber 2. I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, man. No worries. You guys have a good evening. You as well. Uh, BHC is up next. BHC, you're good to go. Hey, Matt. Hey, Blonde. Hi. What's on your mind? Hey, so I'm a uh, longtime listener. I've been listening about three years. Um, this is the first time calling in. Um, and well, I'll, thanks. I'll just keep it short. I just wanted to say that um, I really appreciate the fact that you guys got the whole COVID thing right from day one. I really appreciate and respect you guys for that. Uh, not day uh, one for me. Skag was pretty consistent about it. But I do remember when we were interviewing that guy that had COVID, like I had spent the whole morning crying about it. <laughs> well, and I don't want to be premature too. And I, as I recall, you had sent me uh, a video previously about self or about quarantine and it's questionable uh, whether it's questionable whether it works as far as, as defeating the virus. Am I thinking of the same person here? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I, I was yeah. just making the point that there's nothing temporary about quarantine. The quarantine yeah. is forever until we catch this or just wait for a vaccine. Uh, that was the point I was trying to make with, yeah. with that video. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, th- that is, th- nobody's talking about that 
angle on this, the, the herd immunity angle and how it's beneficial to have the thing actually pass through uh, healthy people such so that the virus doesn't have new people to infect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've actually found about four articles on that just today. I, I think that narrative is kind of starting to find its way into the mainstream, including mm -hmm. one from a legit epidemiologist. Oh, yes. Was it this uh, part two from this German guy? Ah, fuck. It was like his name's like Knut or uh, it's. Uh, I, gotta, I, I don't have the article some... pulled up, but it was. I'll pull it up right now. It's a YouTube video that everybody exactly should watch. the same case. Um. I know that people think that talking about herd immunity sounds callous because the only way to uh, acquire herd immunity is through mass infection unless you have a vaccine. Um, but uh, the fatality rate is so low amongst children that this guy, okay, I will link this in the live chat, but it is Perspectives on the Pandemic, Professor Newt, K-N-U-T, Witkowski, episode two perspectives on the pandemic um he talks about how the most important thing right now is for children to go back to school so that as a society we can achieve herd immunity because a vaccine's not going to be released for a year probably yeah and, and my understanding on herd immunity too it's not just screw this everybody go out and lick each other's faces you still keep the vulnerable people quarantined, quarantined. effectively exactly what you're yeah. trying to do is have the healthy people pass it among each other mm -hmm. such that they build up immunity and then the virus has nowhere to go. Right. And it just kind of dies off. That's but I idea. implore yeah, you guys exactly to watch it. this video that I just sent you um, in the live chat. And one more time. Hmm. So uh, the other article it, that I found was epidemiologists. If you Google epidemiologists, coronavirus could be exterminated if lockdowns were lifted. You'll see a link to the college fix. Hmm. And it's basically making exactly the same case. Interesting. All right. Um, so, what's, uh, what, what's your, what's your particular interest in this? Do you have, uh, are you, are you studying this or are, is it just something that's grabbed your interest because of the news? Well, this caught my attention because of the purity spiral that got kicked off. So mm -hmm. about, hmm. about two weeks ago, Mar the week of March 16th was when this really caught my interest because I was seeing states, especially my state, Ohio, just institute one lockdown after another one day yeah. at a time. And they weren't, they were just ratcheting up the authoritarianism. They weren't giving the measures time to see if they worked. They were just rolling in one after another and telling us we had to do this with no explanation as to what the benefit was, what the goalposts were, how we could measure it to see if it had actually worked. And when I started kind of speaking out against this in my own friend group, I got called basically oh, yeah. evil. It wasn't yeah. that I was wrong. It was that oh, I was yeah. evil. One, one person called me a heartless idiot. Another person <laughs> said, literally, I was standing in solidarity with coronavirus. Which <laughs> that's one of the greatest lines I've like, ever has heard. Has anybody told you that you have blood on your hands? Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's, I yeah. think I saw that one on Twitter, but not from a friend. These are things my friends said to me. Well, it's so oh, outrageous. Yeah. I understand why people are emotional because they, they have to uh, rationalize the massive disruption of their own lives. But all I'm not telling people to like, to not take any necessary precautions. If you want to wear a face mask and gloves, like more power to you. If you want to social distance, I'm fine, whatever. Whatever's going to make you feel safer. I'm just saying that we need to um, better assess the statistics and the information that we've been provided and that some skepticism is clearly in order here. So yeah, four I mean, people, sorry, real quick, four people for rage you. quit our soccer mailing list because a couple of us were still playing and sent us nasty hate messages <laughs> saying they never wanted to talk to us again. It is, it, it, it does become, um, I don't, how do I want to say this? It, it becomes like a, 
almost religious in its own right. And I don't even say that dismissively. What I just mean that it, it becomes unfalsifiable. Let's, that's, that's a better way to put it. That like that the idea that maybe some of the measures we're taking are unwise, ill-advised, self-defeating, that uh, that the only way you could hold that position is if you're evil. That, I mean, we've seen this in our politics for years now, but now we're seeing it in this kind of public health way. Right. Uh, yeah, man, I <laughs> jokes on them. Exactly we're impervious to that argument now. Yeah, so. I'm seeing people post I, like "stay home safe" in their profile picture. It's no, just yeah, like, I've seen that I too. The, hate they're the, yeah, they're the same people who who removed their rainbow picture and replaced it with the "stay home, stay safe" heart. You know, a but safe this is home bipartisan. Part. These are my conservative friends too. Yeah. They're going down this. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. March 16th week was so. Just the point that I was trying to call in for was my, that March 16th week was a huge black pill week for me. And mm. hearing you guys cover it reasonably on the Sunday stream was very uplifting. So I just wanted to oh. say thank you for that. Well, thanks. And thanks for the the interesting work you're putting together and trying to understand this. Yeah, and, we um, appreciate it. I don't want to, you know, I appreciate the, the praise, of course. Uh, I will emphasize that we're still not through this. So, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, because, you know, who knows how this is going to play out in the end. But, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate that you're holding up some appropriate skepticism and not just getting in line with uh, with with the state narrative to do as they say to keep others safe. Yeah, agreed. So thanks that's all man. I got. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Um. Oh God, I saw something so dumb in our what? live chat just now. Oh no! People who think quarantine is not a solution are stupid. We need to wait for a vaccine. Um, well, my thing about that. For are, a are we going to quarantine for a year? Is that what people want? Uh, that that is a genuine mass ca- mass casualty event. Yeah. Uh, the idea that you're saving people by banning work, banning people from uh, pursuing their livelihoods to provide for their families. Uh, no, that that's and that, that, that's just that's not gonna happen. So dumb. N- necessity I... will take over. Like even beyond the philosophy of it, necessity will take over. You can't print enough Corona bucks to sustain the economy for that amount of time. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, a better solution is they manufacture enough masks and people just start going about their business. That's more plausible. Masks. Yeah. Uh, which clearly work. Uh, architecture is up next. Oh, hey, God, that's so nice. dumb. Was... <laughs> okay, just calm down. <laughs> if, I, I, if, we're, if we're talking about having our ideas be treated in good faith, we have to treat others' ideas in good faith. I just... I'm disappointed at how many people have gone full retard on this issue. That's the mm. thing. I'm just saying that in good faith. <laughs> That's about as good faith as blonde gets, in fairness. <laughs> uh, architecture, you're up, man. What's on your mind? Uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to give you a choice. Uh, do you want to put on your tinfoil hat and talk about a uh, conspiracy theory? Always. Or... I, I, I pick tinfoil no matter what the other option is. <laughs> Unless right, it's pubes uh... or circumcision, then... Uh... No, all right, uh, we'll go tinfoil. No, nah, no. Nah. All right. There are uh, people well, behind go... those things, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you all heard of uh, Q or the Q in You know it. Uh, yeah, generally, although I'm not a great Q mind, so refresh my memory about what exactly we're talking about here. Oh, it's, it's kind of all over the place. I'm getting most of the information. Guy at work that, like, religiously believes in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently it's a sort of, deep state um, group that's on Trump's side, like they're behind Trump. 
uh, oh, uh, sorry, my computer's beeping at me. Uh, is, yeah, it's some pro-Trump deep. Oh, I lost uh, Yeah, I'm kind of getting a spotty connection, but, but keep uh, going. So the Q is basically pro-Trump people within the quote-unquote deep state who, yeah. are, who are revealing the secrets for the benefit of the public, right? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Like they're okay. leaving a, a little trail of breadcrumbs and stuff. But uh, apparently, uh, he's talking about who Q was or who they think Q is. And their best guess so far is JFK Jr. Really? Is, Why would that be? Crazy. Everyone knows it's microchip. That, <laughs> that Gabber microchip. Um, I don't know. That'd be wild, wouldn't it? Yeah, so apparently JFK and uh, JFK Jr. and Trump were very good friends back in the day. Hmm. And the yeah. conspiracy is that JFK uh, faked the airplane uh, crash that killed him and two others in 1999, I believe. Okay. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but apparently it's like since then, they've been kind of planning behind the scenes this whole thing waiting to take down the globalist cabal and to drain the swamp. Okay. And, well, uh, any time now is great. I would I'd appreciate <laughs> yeah, well, some the, urgency. The thing is, well, the interesting thing is uh, this uh, Corona, the quarantine is supposedly a cover up uh, for them to drain the swamp and go after all the weird stuff that related to Pizzagate and the child trafficking. And oh, wait, so, so and the quarantine team. is going to take down the nefarious forces within the, the deep state? Well, it's more of cover so that they can carry out their operations. Wait, who's they? Q or the deep state? Uh, Q, deep state, that whole group. Uh, apparently they have some military in on it. I don't know. Do we know what their ops are? What are these ops? Well, there's been reports that for a couple of years now, a bunch of military units have been training underground to apparently go into their, I don't know, their, their bunkers or whatnot. Are these, are, so we're talking like <laughs> active military members or are we talking like this some sort of civilian town. militia? Yeah, but I'm, the, the, most, the most tangible part of this uh, is really the child trafficking aspect of it, I believe. Hmm. Well, because, I was all over uh, Pizzagate, so I can, I can get on board with that. But this yeah, Q stuff so, is a bridge too far for me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know, even in the, the Trump press conference, uh, I don't know if you heard, they moved a whole Navy fleet into the Caribbean, which is hmm. where Epstein Island is. And, you know, it's a major route for, uh, you know, sex trafficking, human trafficking and stuff. And they think that it's part of some, you know, secret operation to take down all these human trafficking rings around the world in cover of everyone being in quarantine. Hmm. Nope, this is dumb. And killing Epstein was yeah, done by them to expose the global pedophiles, actually. It's, it's just, it's a long game. Yeah, We're going to get there eventually. Reasons. <laughs> like, like, I don't believe in this. It's, I'm just in it for entertainment sure, at this yeah. point. There's a lot of people who are in the same boat as you, actually. I don't really follow yeah. it, but I get the sense from people who do, that's kind of the sense I get. Yeah, the guy that I'm friends with that work that religiously believes in it, apparently... Uh, something big is going to happen this week, like a big release of information. Hmm. I, I don't know. Like it's going around around Easter and whatnot. Like they keep saying it's going to be biblical. So they say that something's going to happen soon this month, this week. Hmm. So hopefully lots of these people will get proven one way or another. 
This is doomsday I mean, horse shit. I'm not buying it. Yeah, but I'm just like, you know, if true, cool. Taking down human trafficking, I'm cool with that. So right. it's true. Like, all right. <laughs> we got to let you go. Thanks, man. Yeah, sure. Good night. Have a good night. All right. I think we could take maybe one more. We're a little past time already, but let's give someone last word. How about uh, Lighted Caboose? Lighted Caboose, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, Matt Blanc, can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Awesome. Uh, so I've just got to say I completely disagree with all the bullshit I've been hearing about. We're going to come together as one. I just saw my friend get crucified on Facebook. I think BHC was the username. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Didn't... So you know oh, him yeah, personally? Him. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't know him personally, but I've just seen it on Facebook too where like you even mentioned that, hey, maybe the reaction's a little bit overblown. Yeah. Like I had a friend who just said, hey, everybody calm down, live your life. Everything's going to be okay. Just take precautions. And he's immunocompromised. Yeah. yeah. Funny. He got fucking told he's a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> of course. Straight up told he's, yeah, he's like the equivalent of a, of a black guy who says, I'm considering voting Republican. All of a sudden, they, they jump on him too, you it, know? It, it, is, yeah. it is ridiculous. Um, oh, my God. I, I do have like one question for you if I can go ahead. I'm not sure. Sure. How much time has passed? Um, with the Corona bucks going out and everybody asking for kind of a handout at this moment, shouldn't we, as kind of the more, I hate to use the word conservative, but the more conservative people just have an emergency fund in case of a situation like this? I, I understand that, that... the situation where you want to go and like invest in yourself and then you just had this shit happen. That would be the worst. But yeah. Like, well, this is the point that I've, I've made a couple times on Twitter is like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if they just stole less, uh, less of our money to begin with and we put that money away in our own uh, rainy day fund? People say, well, that doesn't do any good now if you got fired today. Well, yeah, but if the government let you, let you keep or did not steal as much of your money, perhaps you could set something up like that. And I mean, ultimately, that's what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. What is this bailout? It's, the, it's not someone giving you money. It's money for the vast majority of people. It's money you already gave them. They already stole from you and they're just giving it back, but they've taken out a whole bunch X percent to pay for administration and pensions and all the other costs that are accumulated by just handing the money, sending it all the way to DC and it's circling back to you. That's all that's going on. So it, it does seem silly that this is our, this is our plan. The government's going to steal from you, but uh, they'll give a little bit of it back later, and that'll be that'll be your rescue. The metaphor that I've seen circulating that I think is great is the government comes in, they break your leg, and then they hand you a crutch, and they say, there, I helped. But the yeah. trick is actually, like, they stole that crutch from your house, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that crutch is your property, to make the metaphor more complete. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, um, did you have more to say on the topic? Uh, no, I just kind of wanted your opinion on that. I, I, I knew you earlier you were talking about how you had put in so much money, and I wasn't sure if you would still kind of have the same opinion because you put so much money up front for your show and you had to take out investments to do that. I was wondering if maybe your opinion had changed a little bit on whether people should be taking the Corona bucks or not, or if they should have. Well, I, I support it generally because it's, it's your money. Um, but that the trouble is that... I, I support people keeping their money and having more of their money generally. The trouble is we have a federal government that has also assigned a whole bunch of liabilities to itself. So yeah, John Stossel of... just made an excellent video about this. Um, it's his most recent video. So check it out on YouTube. 
But the thing about something like Corona Bucks is sustainable income for everybody is they can't just do it once. This has to be distributed multiple times for the, the longevity, they're, for the length of the time that everybody is out of work. Um, so they're just incrementally increasing the amount of fl inflation that we're going to have. We, we talked about the small business loans uh, on Sunday. Yeah. There was $350 billion set aside for that. The demand has been so high that they're already talking about pumping another $250 billion. Okay, I mean, you can't just print more money. What are we fucking Zimbabwe? Like, <laughs> like how many countries have have learned this lesson the hard way? And we're like, yeah. oh, the size of our economy is endless. We can always just print more money. It's so dumb. But at, you know, at some point, we're gonna have to default, or we're gonna have to raise taxes, yeah, or we're gonna have hyperinflation. Well, so people I don't, don't know understand if you this. Choose. I mean, I, 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 you talk about kind of. Uh, pushing back against the conventional wisdom on Facebook. Every time my governor comes out and announces a new restriction, all I do is I post, it's okay to say this is not an emergency in our state for the same purposes you're describing. Just putting that thought in people's head that you don't have to go along with this, you know? And uh, they always jump down my throat and do that exact same thing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it, it, I, I appreciate people who, who are, maybe just asking questions about mm -hmm. um, about what we should be uh, doing here. But anyway, in one of those comment sections, I saw a guy, presumably another Montanan, I don't know, or someone who just follows our governor. But he said, this is not enough money. We, what we should do is give every American $200,000 for a year, basically. And I thought this was satire, but it was not because the comment chain revealed that it was not a troll. This guy was real. And it's and it, <laughs> trying to explain to this guy, it's like, you, you know that when you just print and give everyone $200,000, suddenly $200,000 is not that valuable. Suddenly no. um, a gallon of milk is like $1,000 in, in that situation. In this John Stossel video, yeah. they, they talk about this Vox piece where wherein they say in the Vox piece, like the size of it's like an educational piece. The size of an economy is not fixed because money can always be printed by the federal government. They just... They just say what? <laughs> but if that was the case, why would you just print everyone to be a billionaire? I know. <laughs> to these people, you have to ask if you could just print everyone into wealth or even comfort. Why wouldn't we do that all the time? Why would you even have an economy? Yeah. Why would anybody ever have to work? Why? Ugh. Oh my God. Anyway, uh, last word if you want it, lighted caboose. No, I appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks, Ben. Y'all have a good one. You as well. Have a good night. All right, we will uh, end our calls there. Thank you for, uh, we got uh, plenty of callers we did not get to, unfortunately. Thanks for being patient with us, guys. We did the best that we can. And, um, of course, if you're having trouble getting into the live room and you want to, or if you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, send us an email. That's beauty at gmail.com, the one in box where we accept call and show questions. Put call and show question in the subject line that helps us organize things and we will respond to your questions in the last half hour of the show aka right now mark says what do you think would happen if i had a negligent discharge outside my apartment other people heard the shot and called the police how do you think this situation would play out mm -hmm. uh i would not uh, i'm not is he getting at something else here in most places that would actually be a crime as far as I understand, a negligent, an accidental discharge. Is yeah, I, uh, it could it certainly could be. As far as I understand, what or if no or, one's injured and there's no property damage? I'm pretty sure that's a crime in a lot of jurisdictions. Like if you're in in a city or a neighborhood. Hmm. I, mean, I don't know. Actually, I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't shoot from the hip. You know, no pun intended. Too much because I don't know. But I do know that like the um, the the big. 
Like, remember that uh, FBI agent who neg- who accidentally discharged his Glock when he was doing a backflip on the dance floor? <laughs> he he shot charged. somebody in the leg. Oh, that's true. But I think he was charged for the uh, the discharge itself, like regardless of whether it hit a guy. Oh, that video so, was so funny. I watched it like 10 times. So unlawful discharges, discharge laws typically punish the unlawful firing of firearms, such as a pistol or a shotgun. They may also apply to other weapons. Unlawful discharge laws prohibit firing any weapon in certain public areas or under specific circumstances, such as firing from a moving vehicle, firing across the state highway, or firing into an unoccupied building. I'm going to guess that this probably varies a lot based on where you live. Like if I go out on my porch right now and Joe Biden uh, shoot a couple of um, of shotgun shells into the air as a warning shot, barely, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be committing a crime at that point. But if you're out in your own ranch and you have some negligent discharge, probably not a big deal. I don't know. I should look more into these laws, to be honest. Uh, and I would advise, do not negligently or non-negligently discharge, <laughs> discharge your firearm uh, in any sort of situation where... Uh, someone could be hurt or property could be damaged. Never never point your gun at something you don't intend to destroy. Basic firearm safety. Uh, um, a, a loved one of mine may or may not have had an accidental discharge with a shotgun while he was cleaning it recently. Really? Mm. He was cleaning it and he didn't clear the chamber? It was some boomer tier stuff. Okay. At an Airbnb and he may or may not have blown a hole through the wall. He was cleaning a shotgun at an Airbnb. They were staying at the Airbnb for six months. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, then how did, I was how like, did this you person... have to give up all of your guns. And he was like, no. How did this person explain that to the property owner? I'm pretty sure he just told them the truth. And the, what did they say? I Pay to fix it, obviously. up the wall and everything was fine. So it was I... just into some drywall, that's it? Yeah. It blow through the hole. Like, I mean, how, what was the damage like? It was it was pretty bad. I, I heard from this loved one. Did you but, see images, or perhaps see it firsthand? No, but my my mom was really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh God. All right. I don't think it was a crime though. It was in New Mexico. Um, it's from Dark. Don't you think the state has more of an obligation to provide Corona bucks to those it's closed down rather than the government? Feds haven't forcibly shut down business the state and local government has. I think that's a fair argument. That's fair, yeah. I think we've said that on there. Um, however, the only the only counter that I could say on that is the federal government has issued guidelines that are strongly recommended. Yeah. So th- until April 30th, the federal government is saying basically don't do any gatherings. If you run a so-called non-essential business, don't do that. I do grant the point that those that is non-compulsory. The feds aren't going to come bust up your business. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think, and I do think it would be more fair. <clears throat> that is to say, why are the taxpayers of South Dakota paying to subsidize the forcibly shut down business of businesses of California? Mm. That's a California problem and California should be paying for that. I, I do agree with that on principle. Um, so point taken. Let's see. Uh, this is a long one, this next one, but I let it in because it's a relationship question and I wanted to answer. Okay. Do you, you want to read it then? Sure. Okay. This is from commenter. Um, my girlfriend, who's 23 and I, 20, both just graduated college in December and have luckily found a career type jobs in the same city. Mm. We've been dating for over a year now. She's really great, conservative, Catholic, as am I, and just an all around great person. Given this, I'm strongly considering the prospects of marriage. However, this has made me dwell on a couple of things. Firstly, what is your opinion about the mother staying at home for the vast majority of the time for raising children? The majority of the time for raising children. 
I find myself becoming increasingly warm to this view as I consider marriage. I don't know if my girlfriend will be in favor of it since she has some defined career postgraduate degree goals, although she was homeschooled. So we'll have to see. Okay. This is the first question. Yeah. You got to marry a woman that's going to stay home with your kids or that has a job that's going to allow you to stay home with your kids. Otherwise you're going to spend a fortune on daycare and they're going to get worse care or you're going to be um, a stay at home dad, which I'm not dogging on, but especially the first few years of life while, while you're breastfeeding uh, dad just can't do what mom can do. Hmm. Do you have any opinions on this? It is my goal and intent to have the mother of my kids be the primary caretaker of my kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know that's not always the way it plays out, but I, I think that it is important to share the vision of how those kids are going to be raised. So, and, and, you know, she's still young. Your girlfriend is still young. If she's sure that she yeah, wants she's kids. she's much older than he is, though. What, three years? Not so much older. Yeah, but I mean, when you're 20 and 23, that feels like no, no time dis distant difference. Well, I, but I would when you're older, it is. I would say that as long as she's on board with marriage and children, that I think these, the the care of the kids is is. I think that's a question that can be discussed later. Like, I don't think it's a deal breaker if you don't share that exact vision at the moment. I don't know, man. A 23 year old woman ready to get married. A 20 year old man probably not ready to get married. I don't know. It depends who you ask. But I guess what I'm saying is even if she's, I wouldn't consider it a relationship killer. Even if she says, I don't know if I want to be the primary caretaker. If she's saying no marriage, no kids, then, and you're saying definitely yes, then you know, maybe that's a point. That's a, that's a point you consider heavily or even move on. But if it's just, um, if it's just who's going to take care of the kids and you guys aren't aiming to have kids immediately, I think that's probably something that can be discussed and figured out later. Um, the second question is fun sometimes I find myself feeling a fear of missing out going forward with this relationship where even though my girlfriend is great, I could hypothetically find someone better, even though I probably can't. Is this a normal feeling? Mm. Yeah. Fo everybody gets FOMO. The, the real mark of adulthood is realizing that like, if you aren't having any major relationship problems and you're kind of on the same page with most things and your future goals, like don't, you're not going to meet somebody better on Tinder. That being said, you have FOMO because you're 20. Uh, and that's a normal part of like, of, of growing into a man. Um, I just wanted to, the reason I took this question, even though it's like way too long is that <laughs> just don't dick this girl around while you try to figure it out because she's older than you. And her time is just more valuable than your time right now. You're 20. She's 23. She's got some decisions to make about, getting mm. married and building a family and stuff like that. She doesn't have all the time in the world for you to be like, Ooh, could I do better? I don't know if you could, maybe you could, I have no idea, but you know, there is a, there is a possibility that you break up with her and then you never do as well again. Hmm. Do you have anything well, to say about this? Uh, no, I think this is, I think this is more your wheelhouse. I will say that, um, <clears throat> that uh, I don't think there's anything to fear about commitment. You really just have to gauge. In my experience, uh, as someone who thought that I was going to have trouble with commitment, and as someone who thought like, I just, maybe I'm not that kind of emotional guy who actually has an emotional connection with another person. Maybe my role is just to find a person I find tolerable who can take good care of my kids. And that's all that I'm looking for. For me, it, once the right person comes into your life, it becomes very clear. It, it will, it will reveal itself to you and you'll know like, okay, this is the person I'm supposed to be with. 
And when it does, don't hesitate on the commitment thing. It's like yeah, uh, having doubt is a normal part of deciding whether or not to commit. Yeah, and, and honestly, like the way commit commitment helps you work through those things too. Like the best thing if we have any kind of fight now, and at the end of the day, even if even if we we don't scream at each other, but even if we did, uh, there's a ring on her finger, and even if she hates me in the moment that that means something it means that we're on the same team and we have to fix this yeah and when you don't have that when it's just two people kind of playing house or just two people living for no long-term goal all of a sudden every little fight becomes something where the possibility of one of you leaving is real yeah and then you kind of what i'm saying like jordan peterson has talked about this and i really appreciate what he said because it means you're holding back in those fights. Like you're trying to dance around the issue or minimize it. So you don't piss off that other person so much that they leave. But when you're committed and there's an actual ring on the finger, they're not, you leaving. can be as, as honest and raw as you want. Cause you get, you have to iron this out because of that commitment. So Even more so when you have kids. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I I'm sure. My mouse so, just died, so you're gonna have to read the rest of the super. All right, Sorry. we'll see if you got any batteries or what. No, it's one charge of the USB ones, and I can't charge it while it's. What? You can't just plug it in. Well, I can't plug it and use it because the it, the charger's on the bottom. What the hell? What kind of design is that? Yeah. Thank My, you, the China. One I, the one I have takes rechargeable double A's. Anyway, all right, that's fine. Uh, nope, no batteries. New Direction says, "Are you enjoying your?" <laughs> yeah, I love this. Are you enjoying your 30-day trial of communism? A 30-day free trial of communism. Do you think you will purchase the full product once the 30-day period is over? Oh, yeah. Hell no. Thank you for the question, though. I love the way that is phrased. Um, and think about, like, this is going very poorly, and this is, like, uh, fairly speaking, objectively speaking, this is, like, 10%. Uh, communism light. Yeah, it's... Imagine if you actually had the sort of full state control of the means of production entirely. Yeah. Imagine what a shit show that would be. And so for people like for people to look at this sort of scenario and think, you know, the problem is not enough government control. We could use a little more government control. We had Montana's governor out today saying, uh, oh, I'm I'm going to keep businesses closed until basically the end of April, but we're going to sell a bunch of bonds and we're going to pay for like construction jobs in Montana okay. or something. So that's going to fix it. I'm thinking, oh, thank God. Government is swooping in yeah, really. to solve the problems that government created. What could go wrong here? But half the comments are people begging for more. Begging oh, for thank more. you. I'm gonna plug thank you for banning everything. And giving us free government jobs to compensate people on the right too. I'd like to point out, I'm going to plug this in. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, Jeff says, considering the breakdown of policing in cities, can we finally put it to rest, uh, put to rest the anti second amendment argument that people in cities don't need guns due to the protection of the police. It appears that as soon as anything serious happens, the illusion of safety falls away and you are on your own. I mean, arguably I might want a firearm more in an urban setting just because of the proximity of, of other people to me around here. I feel like if I, if I was in a real like end of end of society scenario, I could flee to the wilderness and just use proximity as a self-defense weapon. So yeah, I mean, we, we talk about those silver linings all the time. The fact that people in urban settings are waking up and realizing like, yeah, the cops, even if they're literally across the street from you, they can't protect you if they decide not to, or if circumstances prevent them from doing that. So that's a great thing to see. And, uh, 
And yeah, that's why I, I forget with how many millions of people bought guns in March. April will probably be even more. Yeah, it was insane. Um, Sam says, first, I want to say thanks for keeping me somewhat sane over the past few weeks. Being in the Navy, I use, I am used to having my rights secured, but it greatly concerns me how easily everyone else is accepting this. Do you see a point where people start resisting this on a larger scale? Yeah. yeah I, um, we there. Yeah. We're pretty close. And I don't think it's going to be the philosophy of it. Like he's talking about the philosophy of when, when it's appropriate or if it's ever appropriate to violate your natural rights. We're going to get to a point where it's not even a, a philosophy question anymore. It, it, it's, it's a decision between, am I going to provide for my family or am I not? Like if, if the choice is provide for your family or go to jail, it's like, well, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to try to provide for my family and risk jail or citation or whatever the penalty is. But we're, we're approaching a point here where it's going to be necessity. It's mm-hmm. not going to be philosophical thought. It's just going to be, I'm out of money. The Corona bucks check. Maybe there's another one coming. I don't know, but I got, I, <clears throat> sorry, my Corona's acting up. I got mouths to feed and, uh, and that's just the reality. So yeah, I mean, that, that's how this is going to happen. And I think we're going to see that inside of a month. I don't think, I don't think we're getting to the end of April without some pretty severe resistance. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Chris M says religion is a protected class for discrimination, but political views is not. Do you think there is a fundamental difference between these two things? I don't. I don't understand that distinction at all. Because the idea on a lot of like protected class or just class status is immutability. That is to say something you can't change, something that is inherent to you. Religion is not inherent to you. Neither mm-hmm. is political viewpoint. They are perspectives. And I agree that the government... I agree that the government should not be, uh, you can't apply uh, due process of law and uh, unequally. The government should not be applying the law based on your perspective, of yeah. course. But if like, I don't, to me, is it morally wrong if like a business owner or a private individual chooses not to associate with a particular religious viewpoint or a particular political viewpoint? No. I mean, I probably think that person sucks. Maybe, but that's my own freedom to disassociate from them too. So, uh, as far uh, if if the if the question is in the context of like government um, government distinction and government discrimination, yeah, I don't think it makes any sense that the government can't discriminate based on religion, but theoretically could mm-hmm. on political viewpoint. They're the same thing to me. Yeah, from in in that context. This but is- maybe there's something I miss something I'm missing. Anyway. This is from Brandon. After 9-11, the public became afraid and asked the government to make us safe. The government responded that they can keep us safe, but they'll need to take away some of our liberties, and we agreed. After COVID, the public has become afraid, and we're asking the government to make us safe. Uh, They are responding that they can, but they need to take away some of our liberties. Look at the world 9-11 created, and you will see uh, what the world will look like after this. Sorry, I thought this was a question, or I wouldn't have put this in here. Uh, But I agree. Point taken. Yeah, I mean... If, if, we all love to think that the TSA, not all of us, plenty of people are critical, but generally speaking, there are people who love to think the TSA is keeping us safe. Remember the study of the, um, the failure rate of TSA was something like, it was like 95%. 98%, yeah. I can't, I'm sure I've already said this on air, but, um, last month or no, February at the San Francisco airport was my first real TSA feel up, man. They, uh, they get, they in, get there. in there. They really yeah. do. You mean to say that a bunch of Somali women don't care about our national security? I can't believe it. 
Um, <laughs> this is Henry. What would be your ideal number of kids you'd want to have and of which gender each? Hmm. I have learned after my getting pregnant situation that like, I will accept the number of children and the gender of the children that God wants to give me. And I will be super jazzed about it. Even if I have only one kid, I, I'm fine. Uh, my number is three, but of course I'll be thankful for whatever healthy children I have. The reason on that is, is a few things. I, I would like to have a mix. I would like to have the experience of raising both a son and a daughter. I think mm -hmm. that's just, you know, a good complete life. I'd like to have both of those experiences. The other reason I have settled on, well, the, the reasons I've settled on the three number to be a little bit dark, uh, you never know what happens in life yeah. and through personal experience and through some other things, you can lose a sibling. And when you lose a sibling and you're the only other sibling, that's a difficult spot. And so I, I would want three just in case there's a worst case scenario where something happens to one of the siblings, the other two still have each other. The other, the, the less dark uh, thing about three kids is that as far as I'm concerned, if I have three daughters, um, three strikes and I'm out. Like I, I'm, I'm not gambling anymore. I'm not risking like four daughters, five daughters. That's what my brother was saying. So he yeah. has two daughters now. And I was like, well, what are you going to name daughters number four and five? And he was yeah. like, uh, last chance. And I give up. <laughs> he gets it. And, yeah. and I say that I do want to raise a daughter. I really do. But I also fear a house of nothing but women and me. Mm -hmm. I just, I fear that. Yeah. So I, I, I have to stop three, three rolls. And I'm out yep. if I, if I don't, uh, if I don't succeed by then. Uh, this is Matt had my grandma recover from Corona and my grandma passed from it last night. I'm sorry. To wow. Hear. I also quit my job two sorry. weeks ago without realizing how crazy things would be. I've never been affected by these external events prior, like the housing crash, mm. et cetera. Have you experienced an event in your life where you had to separate personal experience from big picture principles? Uh, yes. That is happening to me right now since I am pregnant during all of this. Um, how, like, how so? How does it put principles and personal experience at odds? Well, I guess my initial reaction to this, my initial reaction to this was to give up my liberty, my liberties, my liberties for mm. the safety because I'm pregnant. And I'm like, well, I want to do whatever I can to increase the odds that I'm going to have a healthy baby. Um, and so eventually with your help and introducing all the skepticism, I had to be like the, my personal experience <laughs> is not relevant to the way I should be reacting to this crisis. Hmm. My um, instinct was to react that way. Yeah. The experience I've had is uh, without getting too personal. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people who have a connection to suicide and I, and I do as well. Uh, personally, and there's a temptation there to think like, well, what if this person uh, didn't have the tool to take his or her own life? That is to say, you know, a lot of people shoot themselves or, you know, there's a lot of different methods, but specifically with guns, guns are a, a, a popular choice of yeah. tool in, in suicide. And that there was a time in my life where I thought a lot about that, that that is should people have access to these things if they can easily take their lives with them. Yeah. And um, and I've since come around a long way on that. You know, I, I, I really do believe that um, that that people who have intent, it's very hard to remove that intent from them. You know, for example, it's why yeah. you see uh, high suicide rates in countries like Japan, where basically nobody has guns. And so I. 
over time, I wouldn't say that those were at odds necessarily because now I, I sort of see them more squarely. But there was a time in my life where I thought like um, that the idea of like self-defense and, and safety are actually at odds. I don't, I don't yeah. necessarily think that now. Um, well, people but, are always but, saying that their personal experience is informing their worldview, like it's giving them yeah. more information. But I think it's more common that it's just biasing them. Yeah, and I like the idea in my head that oh, if we could just prevent people from having these things, then they'd be safer. I mean, the idea that I'm going to go into your home and tell yeah. you what you're going to make yourself safe with, and that's helping you, I, I really don't think it is. Yeah, I really don't think it is. So that would be the area where um where I've had. Uh, a personal experience that is potentially at odds with the, the principles that I hold now, which of course are like, I believe in your, your, your natural right, your God given right to protect yourself under whatever terms you deem fit. It's not about yeah. my personal judgment of whether it's safe for you or not. That's your judgment to make. Yeah. Uh, Martin says, what is the meaning of life in Catholicism? I suppose it's to know God and worship God. That's pretty much what the Bible seems to tell us. But if that is, but if that is so, what about the tens of billions of people in history uh, or the world that have never heard of Yahweh, Jesus, etc.? Is was their life meaningless? If not, how can there be a divine meaning to life for some, but more or less worthless for the vast majority? Well, that's a pretty profound question. Um, I mean. Uh, we've actually talked about this in the show a few times and I got some pushback from Catholics uh, because I said that I don't believe that all people that haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior are, are going to burn in hell for eternity. And like, I got some serious emails from Catholics that like, how can you even be Catholic and say that people that, ha that they're going to burn in hell? I, I just, be I believe in a benevolent God. Um, I don't think that he gives us all the passes. I mean, I think that there is an, uh, there's a wrathful element of God as well, but I just, I just don't don't believe that um, that people that are ignorant to it or that didn't accept it for whatever reason uh, are truly going to be tormented for an eternity. And that's kind of how I feel about this about this question. I mean, there is inherent meaning in life bestowed to us by Jesus's sacrifice. Um, and so I think that that no life is, is really meaningless, irrespective of their transition to faith or acceptance of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I just can't answer this question. I can't, I can't even say what the meaning of life in it is in Catholicism. I'd be making it up as I go. <laughs> I'm going so to grab my mouse. I think, mouse. That, I think that's more of a you question. Thank you, Martin. Uh, Wolfgang says, why is voter ID? <clears throat> Sorry. I guess my Corona is back. Why is voter ID such a big deal in America? Here in Germany, you have your regular ID. You get a piece of paper that tells you where near you you can go vote. You take your ID and paper with you and you show it and you're all set. Or you can also tell, or they can tell you how to vote by letter. Looking at it from a non-American perspective, I'm honestly confused why this hasn't been implemented yet. Uh, because there, uh, I mean, cynically, there's a big push to loosen up all this stuff so that votes can be manipulated and fraud can be achieved. I don't really see much of a, an argument against what you're saying. And certainly I would support things like that in my state. I, I, I don't think that the, I don't think, I guess if you wanted to give it as much credibility to the other side of it as possible, they would say that you want to minimize barriers to voting so that you're not putting, uh, to borrow the language, an undue burden. Right. on the right to vote. But 
I just, I don't see showing who I am and that I am in fact a resident of the state of Montana to be an undue burden on voting in the state of Montana. I, I just reject that premise. So I, I don't know that I have a great argument for you should be able to show up and write down whatever name you want and vote, which seems to be the, um, the perspective of the other side of this one. I, I don't know. I, you got a great like voting free for all argument. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I don't know much about what the what the usual protocol in other countries is, to be honest. So I'm interested, you know, you, you mentioned Germany, and that's pretty interesting. I wonder how we compare. Are we significantly more strict or are we comparatively lax? I have no idea how we I compare internationally. And of course, it varies state by state as well. Oh, this is a blonde question. Yes. It's from Dom. In Star Trek, oh, this is going to be a disaster. Um which alien race is best equate to which real life groups, whether national, ideological, <laughs> ethnic, religious, etc. E.g. the Federation or globalists, that's incorrect. Klingons or the Mongol Empire, also incorrect. The Borg is communism, etc. Okay, I think the Borg is com the Borg is communism. That I also think is correct. Uh, or I is the only one I think is correct. Um, I think Romulans are clearly the Chinese. Right? They're like logical but shifty, unlike their Japanese counterparts, which are the Vulcans. Hmm. And then the Ferengi are clearly space Jews. Everybody knows that. <laughs> You're and talking then, gibberish to me. I have no idea. Um, I think Klingons are probably Muslims. It's an honor-driven culture, except they give women a lot of power. It's not a patriarchal society, but otherwise, I think it's it's pretty close. Um, is that everything? That's a, yeah. That's probably all the ones that I can think of. Maybe the Fed, the Federation are globalists. That's true. Hmm. All right, Hard hitting questions on this show. Yeah. Management says, with the First Amendment being the latest to be thrown on the ideological trash heap, would you join me in support of the constitutional monarchy? It will protect your rights by strengthening balkanization. The monarchy would preside over a council of states to resolve our interstate conflict, but would not have enforcement authority. We need a leader, not a dictator. Well, maybe I, maybe I have misunderstood what was meant by this, because if you're talking about the decentralization of power and the protection of rights, I'm very much in like that. Those concepts are more in, uh, are more important to me than quote unquote democratic values, mm -hmm. which we always hear about all the time, because what's that? That's just unfettered democratic values is just tyranny of the majority. That's all that is. And our founders were, very uh, they, they wouldn't have favored that tyranny any more than they favor tyranny from the king so if you're mitigating the king's potential tyranny by saying that he will basically protect these uh these territories or these pieces of the kingdom without actually enforcing upon them and basically letting them do what they want well that's more or less that is the original design of our our federal government it's just a matter of how we choose the leadership of that federal authority yeah so if, if that's the only difference, just the question of how do we choose that federal authority? Uh, I mean, I'm listening, but do, I don't want like bloodline to be what selects that person. So uh, uh, how is that person selected? Yeah, that would be my only question. Yeah. Uh, All right. uh, send me another email management. I'm listening because maybe I had an unfair opinion. Maybe I had an unfair perspective of this in the first place. You're, you're speaking about like 75% of my language there, I would say. Benevolent monarch, I'm in. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's do some super chats and then I need to stuff my face like I do every night. Sounds good. 
Uh, over on uh, D Live, Ultra Snake clarifies Fourth Amendment prohibits unlawful search and seizure. Well, that's why I was I wasn't quite clear on the the quartering of soldiers thing. So uh, perhaps we can get it, get some clarification. Send me an email if I'm misunderstanding. And thanks for supporting the show. You good on uh, super chat? No, uh, first son of man. Oh, I read that one. Uh, Lazarus Rex. Also, screw Phil Murphy. Murphy. He declared gun shops non-essential. Then when he was getting sued over it and the Fed stepped in and said that was dumb, he secretly shut down fingerprinting for new applicants. What an asshole. Didn't uh, some states this has been challenged and they won. So Phil Murphy is is succeeding against the gun shops in New Jersey, I guess. Seemingly. Yeah. Uh, Euro Burns Marsh outside of killing people, as they say. And Mrs. Lincoln saw a good play. Oh, uh, that must have been on my... um, about my ted kaczynski <laughs> i don't know read read his read it oh sorry gross uh read his manifesto and tell me that it, it isn't filled well, with prophecy and to be as fair as possible this is the same thing when you talk about um all of these manifestos whenever there's a horrific act that is committed in a corresponding manifesto the expectation from the the sort of uh moral police that we were talking about earlier with the, the like the quarantine or the the covid response police is that because the person did a, a terrible act all of their their thoughts must be presumed to be incoherent and insane and that is often not the case and that's uh, it's in a fact, dangerous it's, it's, perspective to have. yeah and and whenever this happens it's like the brendan tarrant thing too like i think we should read these things i think we should understand why these people are thinking what they're thinking and obviously, I don't have to agree with the actions that they committed. I don't have to support the actions that they committed. I think they're awful. But but I don't have to support them to understand why they did what they were doing. And I think if if we voluntarily as a society choose not to try to understand why they're doing what they're doing, we're probably likely to see some repeat attempts or repeat acts. And that's not good. Right. We We, we shouldn't want that. Yeah, I have similar feelings about Timothy McVeigh. Although what he did was considerably worse. He killed way more people. And there was, there was the daycare center in the Oklahoma City building. Hmm. I don't know much about his his views other than he was anti-government, obviously. It was but... recompense for Ruby Ridge and I believe Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, God, if you want to go down shit, that... I mean... I can't believe it took me as long to go down the the Ruby Ridge and Waco rabbit holes as it did. I mean, if you want to shatter your faith in whatever faith you may have in the federal government, government uh, read about those cases or just uh, there's good shows on Netflix about them. Yeah. Just we were pretty, we were like two years into the channel before we, before we even learned about Ruby Ridge. And Wade oh yeah. I didn't actually look into it until my fiance was like pressing me to, to do this. Like you got to, when I started yeah. reading about Ruby Ridge, I was like, I cannot believe this. Happened. Yeah. The, 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 they shot the dogs, they sniped the wife, all that stuff. Yeah. It just made me, I, I understand Timothy McVeigh's rage. Like it made me want to burn everything down, but he it, killed with, a bunch of innocent people. And they always place. present them as like religious extremists or white supremacists. In the case of Ruby Ridge, I'm not satisfied that it was racial motive. The, and I, don't I don't think it was at all. I think first that of all, he was I don't just even care, but yeah. looking for economic opportunity in a, in a town that had like five people. Yeah. Um, and it was total entrapment. Just oh yeah. It was the feds coming up to him and saying, Hey sir, would you like to help me assemble some short barrel shotguns in violation of federal law? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, that was absurd. Um, random viewer. Do you think coronavirus situation gives edge to Trump or Biden? I think Trump, because everybody can see that 
if Biden contracts coronavirus, he's definitely going to die. <laughs> uh, I just don't think anybody's going to look to Biden in a time of emergency and think that guy, that guy's going to get us barely this. string together a sentence. Like, I don't know how anybody thinks that he could be in charge. Yeah. Uh, that... With any level of efficacy of our federal government. And I don't think, I don't think people who are not terminal TDS really blame Trump for the economic reality of what's going on here. I, I really don't think they do. And I think the polls reflect again, support for his, his efforts that is higher than I would have expected. Mm -hmm. So I think Trump, I think Trump is mostly in a good spot, all things considered. That said, with Bernie quitting today, a lot of people are declaring Trump already ha as having won re-election. I am going to refrain from that because I, TDS is a powerful force. Yeah. Even it, it might be powerful enough to elect Joe Biden. And of course, lots of people don't even believe that Joe Biden's going to be the nominee. Tucker talks about it. Dave Rubin talks about it. Other people. I, it's totally possible that something happens and the suicide by campaign theory is correct. And then the, the actual person is installed. Yeah. Uh, Black magic. It seems like certain breeding populations maintain a parasitic relationship with their host communities. It's almost like they have something in common, but I can't put my nose on it. No <laughs> comment. Shana Thornton. That, this, that was a lot of hate in that heart. Sign of the last days. All eyes will be turned on Israel. Uh, you guys. Uh, Ovid says... Hear news every day of police busting up weddings and parties in Lakewood, New Jersey, a place with a very high yarmulke infection rate. Jesus. What is this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ovid. Shauna Thornton. <laughs> what is the, what is this? We're going to get the disavowal hour. Well, the I can't believe it. I will say like there was, a, there's been a wave of people getting demonetized lately. Yeah. And, and these are channels that I know that I, a lot of them I enjoy. And I know I that I cannot like, believe we haven't been demonized. I know. Like yeah. what the hell, like how is our, I'm not saying that it's even our content that needs that wiki wiki should be feasting upon. It's uh, it, it's, it's the chat. Like how is the chat not caught the attention of Susan wiki wiki yet? Cause I know they use the algorithm. Oh dude. I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but I was watching a stream on Facebook totally unrelated. And it was a, it wasn't related to politics or anything like that, but it was a person talking and they were even kind of off camera a little bit. So the, the voice was a little bit muffled, not super clear, but you could turn, I've never seen this on Facebook. Live stream had live captions available and it was transcribing the, the speech with shocking accuracy, uh... like very little error. And the speech wasn't even clear into the microphone. And I'm thinking, I, I mean, I know they transcribe everything we say, but I thought that at least took a little bit of time. The machines, the machines they have can tra transcribe the words you're saying with shocking accuracy on an immediate basis. And it blew my mind. Shauna Thornton, the only problem with self-pleasing is that the only ethnic group that's allowed to do it is wasps. And the idea that they're the majority and don't need it, I don't think is accurate anymore. You are one based Mormon, Shauna. Uh, Talenza, have you guys talked about event 201? No, but give us two weeks. We'll probably be there. Probably. I probably <laughs> should have been into it by now. I hear, I hear everyone referencing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I try not to get too tinfoily about all this coronavirus stuff, but man, does it, uh, I, I just, the, the idea that, uh, it, it, it is some kind of like control effort, some kind of test to see what, what certain, uh, forces of power can get away with. I mean, Maybe. I, I, that's not I crazy know. thinking, man. AVMU, um, you guys have a favorite horror movie? Um, the Shining? 
Oh, God. I, I, I mean, I've watched so few movies, but I watched so few horror movies uh, in general. The one that comes to mind is a, a Bigfoot movie. Uh, what was it called? No. It's, it's a movie. Where it's, it was a found footage, like a Blair Witch kind of movie where this couple went into, they went to go find the Patterson Gimlin site of like that original Bigfoot footage from the sixties. But there's a, there's an actual Bigfoot out there that is capturing women and holding them as like forest, forest slaves, forest wives. What the hell was the name of this, this movie? Um, what is the name of the, my favorite? It's, it, it's just, it's a horror movie that always stuck in my mind. Cause it's like a found footage, Bigfoot movie, found footage, Bigfoot horror forest wives it's something like that uh it's willow creek willow creek is the name of the movie it's a pretty interesting one thunderstorm the tv question why all the toilet paper nobody Uh, knows really i I mean it's still sold out at the grocery store my fiance works at it's still empty the shelves are still bare. that's it hasn't been it's not to say it's been empty for weeks it does get replenished but people are still buying it up at an insane rate i've got i've got a good stock though Wolfgang Loki Frigelt. Wow. Ideally, when you pray, you're asking God to illuminate what you're doing wrong, hmm. then change what you yourself were doing that was standing in the way of happiness. Hmm. That is what I pray for. Yeah. What do you pray for? I mean, I don't I don't pray in an explicit sense like that. Like I don't set aside time to communicate with a higher being or something like that. But when I'm uh, in bad, in a bad place, situationally, mentally, or whatever, I do uh, take time to just like sit by myself and just think deeply about, I don't know, about how to manage the situation. Or I, I find a lot of comfort in like uh, remembering, like remembering a good event, or like remembering a good time, or remembering. Uh, something I like an event in my life that I wish I could go back to that, that kind of thing. It's, I don't I, know. I, Maybe you should just try it and see how it works out. It's not to say I've never prayed. I mean, I, I you know, my, my mom um, sort of raised me religiously, but I kind of fell out of that by the time I was, you know, maybe 10 years old. Uh, like I said, I, I do very much believe in the power of positive thought. I, I just don't necessarily achieve it myself by like trying to communicate with a higher power. I just, I, just, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't really have a plan for it. I just kind of put myself there mentally. Okay. Hmm. Shauna Thornton, do we know if we can get reinfected? You can get a cold more than once. How is this any different? I am under the impression that it is a virus that you become immune to after clearing the virus. But, and then the question too, they've, they've said it has like minimal mutation so far. Yeah. But of course, we, what if it becomes like a, a strain type thing where... You yeah. get immune to one strain, but it comes back next year with some variation. Like the flu, yeah. Uh, yeah. She also said the corona divide is not left-right. It's authoritarian and liberty. I don't know about that because I'm seeing people that are not authoritarian on the right demand uh, sanctioned quarantine. It, I, I, yeah, I don't even know the ideological divide that it breaks down here. It is weird, though. To your point... I see people who I almost never agree with that I think, yeah, he's kind of making sense. And I see people who I almost always agree with talking gibberish to me. And I'm sure that other people have the exact same perspective as, as, as I do 
about me. In fact, I know they do because they email me. So, well, I, okay. I, so people in the live chat are saying that I'm wrong about the reinfection. Okay, we should go back to this. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Um, that's about all I had to say. Yeah, it's a weird ideological break. But if we can get reinfected after acquisition, then how is a vaccine going to help? They're talking about the mutation. So that means that a vaccine is going to be ineffective. It's going to be like a flu vaccine. So it's not going to matter whatever strain of flu comes around next year. Yeah. I mean, um, in that situation. In which case, then we should just uh, stop quarantining because there's no you, end in you, Maybe you quarantine the vulnerable. But yeah, in that case, like your choices are go about your life or huddle in fear. Those are your choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, vaccine prevents infection. This reinfection, you dingus. No, I'm saying if people are saying that getting the virus does not prevent reinfection, that it mutates, then a vaccine is not going to protect you from any subsequent mutation. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just hate this person in the live chat right now. Um, Euro Burns Marsh. Our Corona Chan, uh, who art airborne, boomer doomer be thy name. Thy infection come, thy ill be done on services as it is in air. Give us our stimulus and daily zinc. Forgive us our debts. Let those who get woke go broke. Lead us into not into virtue signaling, but deliver us from cancel culture. Amen. Mm. Shauna Thornton, we still don't have a vaccine for AIDS. Not everything can be vaccinated against due to money and red tape. And I will not take anything funded by Gates. Yeah, he ended up being a real snake. I probably should have seen it a long time ago. Uh, Calvin 58. Getting a hundred dollars a week bonus just for fulfilling my work schedule. In addition, unlimited overtime paid it two times rather than at wow. the usual one. One of the lucky ones during Congrats. this pandemic. <laughs> worked 108 hours the last two weeks. So here's some some shekels. Thank well, you so thank much. you, and and uh, man, it, it's you know glad to hear that that uh, there's some people doing well too. Definitely. That and thank you for uh, for supporting the show. Uh, God, man. Good to hear some good news for some individuals amid all the, the horrible news for so many others. Yeah. Uh, Truculent Phillips, we've heard it for weeks now about a massive stock of test kits. When do you think they will start mass antibody tests to find out who has been infected and recovered? Accurate numbers return to work could be expedited. Um, I don't know how accurate are the tests. Uh, does recovery mean that you have full immunity i mean all these questions i guess are still unanswered i still want to get tested so badly though i'm so Why? curious because i because we were in san francisco near chinatown in like mid-february yeah. when flights from wuhan are still coming in by the hundreds of thousands of passengers for the last you know the last x amount of months so yeah. i'm like i'm I, I seriously suspect that perhaps we had it because all the symptoms that we had that actually still linger to now are somewhat similar. They were never debilitating, but they were about right. And I think the idea that we were in that area, like a few blocks away from Chinatown. Did you get upper respiratory symptoms after? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're probably fine. Lingering, lingering cough, kind of like this weird, gross congestion. Um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary other than it's kind of hung around for a little while. Yeah. You do get sick about annually. Yeah. Almost, almost never, to be honest. I mean, I got the mono two years ago and then like maybe once a year, I'll kind of like lose my voice, which I did this year too. But, uh, but that's about it. Ovid, no negligent discharge beats Travis. Look, dude, it won't even fire right into his temple. 
rest in peace, Tiger oh, King, God, secondhand yeah. husband. Um, that's so yeah. true. I my I have like a very sweet friend, and she texted me after she watched Tiger King, and she's like, "I really liked it, but I just felt so bad for Travis." And I was like, "That guy was a butt prostitute for meth, and then he <laughs> Russian rouletted his own face off." I I feel bad. I feel worse for the campaign manager who watched it. And the video of him is so funny. He's like, but he but can't even believe bad. it. Well, because the, he was pointing a gun at him. I thought the whole thing was hilarious. Well, yeah. I, the, the, then he says like, yeah, Travis used to just point guns at us all the time. That, okay. If he's doing that, kick his fucking ass. Yeah. Because, or do nothing and then let him blow his own brains out. Accidentally. Well, if someone's pointing a gun at you, you need to treat that uh, extremely seriously. Yeah. That's not just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. No, that, that's like. Uh, you treat that as someone's trying to kill you, basically. But what an idiot, you know, like pointing at it people and being like, hoo, hoo, hoo. like, look, it's not even, it's not even loaded. Like yeah, he's dead. Yeah. He's dead. What an idiot. Um, Trent Shepard, the two of you and your work is cherishable. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I'm a psychopath. COVID-19 stands for Chinese originated viral infectious disease. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, tell people <laughs> yeah. that use that politically correct name that that's what it stands for. Yeah. Um, Mike Bob, uh, I just had an argument with a friend on Facebook. He's a severe case of TDS. I was hoping this overreaction to Corona would red pill most of the general public, but it seems not. Here's some cash. Those who say it's callous to be concerned with the economy don't know history. In a depression, suffering increases. Third world countries in particular get hit hard. No help during famines. That's true. Mm. Um, people are not really thinking about deaths of despair um, because of economic downturn. Raymond Jones, I've never seen a family with three girls and then the fourth boy, but I know dozens of families <laughs> with all four same gender. It's a real thing. Stop it. Huh. Mm. Is, yeah, I, I get three shots. That's for sure. If I had four kids of any gender, I would be and they were all healthy. I'd be so jazzed. Sure. Super I mean, I, mean I, I'm not, you know, the future is negotiable on that end, but the, when I've envisioned like what my ideal would be, that that's what I envision. Yeah. Um, Fisher, uh, says going back to the question about kids, a guy I work with had five daughters. He got a vasectomy and then had a sixth daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how, you know, it was just like, there was no way around it, man. There's nothing you could do. My brother just, did tell me that, Ha that a third of people have like the vast majority one gender, a third hmm. of people have a vast majority of the other gender, and then a third of people have an even mix. Hmm. Okay. So if you have three daughters, it's it is more likely you're gonna have a fourth daughter. Okay. Uh let me reload this. Reality oh. lobster. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say real quick over on D Live, uh Fox Fox Solid One. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, thanks for the weekly talk, Shekelsteins. No thoughts on this virus becoming racist by being mean or to a certain 15% of the population because no chance it could be certain lifestyle choices. Hmm. Yeah, I, the, the, the coronavirus is racist. That's my favorite narrative right now. It's, 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 it's because people? of, yeah, because uh, the, the like a disproportionate amount of the deaths in Louisiana and I think in Detroit are black people. Which... Is it because there are more black people? Uh, well, no, it's like the, the deaths are much higher than the percentage of uh, the, the population that's black in those localities or states. Is it because of, course, of diabetes or? Well, yeah, I mean, you have, <clears throat> you have, uh, you know, a, a more tightly compacted urban setting. You have uh, potential health conditions that are not equal. Uh, they like to say that that's strictly because of like 
environmental racism and healthcare racism. That's not a thing. And there's a lot of lifestyle choices that contribute to that. So, but we're just going to, we're just going to pretend like that's not real. Um, dangerous spaces said I had to vote a couple weeks ago in local elections, despite the health crisis thoughts on how us 2020 elections will be affected by Corona. I'm sure Dems are going to do whatever they can to try to gum up the works and make it impossible for people to vote. Well, God, I am losing my voice now. It's the Rona. It's the Rona lingering. Uh, in Wisconsin, uh, yesterday, this was the big controversy. And uh, the left wing was all mad because they, you know, the Supreme Court ruled against the governor and the election went on as, um, as planned. But it's going to be fun to watch the total reversal happen in November, potentially. Like, could you imagine if Trump tried to delay the election? I'm not saying he's going to, but if he tried that, the idea that all these people would say, oh, well, that's, that's good. That's safety minded. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, no, that would be the greatest freak out uh, since coronavirus. Oh, yeah. People would shit their pants. <laughs> yeah. Darlene Cates, my oldest has five under 10 and one, two in August. Wow. wow. He says the same thing. However, many of the Lord sees fit to give me, they are also Catholic. Yep. That's probably the right answer to be honest, but, um, but I'm, I'm setting a limit. I don't know. I, of now. I get all the time. Like, what if you only have one kid? It's like, a, I'm so blessed that I'm going to have one kid. I am so happy about that. So whatever God wants to give me, um, Mark Duquesne, president Biden would be touting an expensive drug from whatever company gave him the most cash. Trump is championing a cheap generic. They project. Yeah. Mm. And from, from what I can tell, hydrochloroquine is pretty effective. It's working. Hmm. Um, Marble 93. I have three older sisters. My dad never wanted a boy, but my mom did. So then I was born, but I turned out gay. So nobody won here. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you both healthy heterosexual descendants. Lol. I'm not self-loathing. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you. I never know how seriously to take that sort of thing, but I always appreciate and enjoy self-awareness. That is great. And, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Um, drunken autist. (laughs) Hi guys, lost my job to the virus this Monday. Don't have lots ah. of money, but wanted to throw some your way. Don't throw any more money our way. And if you change your mind and you want that donation back, please email Send us. Send me an email. Google. And thanks thanks for supporting the Thank show. You so much. And, and uh, buy some supplies, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Marbo93 again. Uh, no Catholic can boast about salvation. It's by God's grace that we're saved, not by deed or deed works or faith alone. We must always pray for the souls of purgatory and never assume knowledge of God's final judgment. That's true. I guess I did kind of do that there. Uh, like saying that I don't believe that God punishes people. It's just, it's hard for me to maintain faith when I envision a really vengeful, unforgiving God. Um, And I don't want people that aren't Christian to go to hell. That's just my own projection too, though. Hmm. All right, we're good. Uh, Just one more over on Streamlabs. Um, Phil said, this might be a spicy one. Let's see. Phil says, on the topic of the chosen, I can't be the only person who was taught about Judeo-Christianity and God blessing those who bless our our greatest ally while growing up. The fact that we can't discuss Soros and his ilk without being slurred doesn't bode well. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can't, you certainly can't discuss certain topics critically. Uh, I think that's that's fair to say. I don't think that that's an unreasonable perspective. We saw a lot of that playing out in the like uh, CPAC versus the Groper competing events what, last month, or I think yeah. it was March at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, what 
to be as fair as possible to these perspectives. Yeah, I don't want to live in a world where anything is above criticism or questioning or whatever. I, I don't I don't want that world for I don't want any sacred cows. I don't want any any anything that's that's beyond that sort of uh, scrutiny because that's how you get to the truth. You scrutinize everything. So I would apply the same rules to that as anything else. If I don't stand up, I'm going to go on labor. It's time to get out of here. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight, guys. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Of course, it looks like, I, I mean, I know the death count in New York City is very high right now, but in terms of the cases and the hospitalizations and all that, it looks like things are turning around. So maybe we're actually see some light at the end of the tunnel. And if you're listening to this later, too bad you're missing out on Blonde's Belly on the uh, screen right now. That I show every week whether or not you people ask me for it. You're going to see my bump date. You. It is my friend. hope that we are on the downside of the curve of misery and we're going to return to some normalcy soon. We'll find out. See you Sunday. Yeah.